The fall season is underway with Vandelver and below the Shattered Obelisk and a brand new season of the Great Dane Society playing Horror on the Orient Express. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash questsandchaos. Now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Quests and Chaos Podcast Network. Please rate and review us at your podcast provider of choice. This will help new and fellow chaotics find the chaos. You are listening to Swords and Sages, playing Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition, led by your dungeon master, Tiana Hansen, me, as I take this group of unlikely adventurers through Candlekeep Mysteries. Let's go ahead and meet our adventurers. Hello, I'm Thomas Cook. And I'm playing Dewey to Meditate. Uh, my parents are somewhere here in the library, I think. Anyway, I'm looking for some some swords and maybe maybe some sages, maybe. I'm Lady Bedivere, aka Alondra, and I will be playing Sabachthani Moreover. Now, sugar, why don't you take your hands off of that before I take them off for you? My name is James Aaron O, and I'm playing Wuya. And adults say I'm what's the word? Precocious? I'm Laura Domingo. I play Odilla Inaldi, a woman in search of answers for the case she could never solve. I'm Ezra Denny. I have no idea why I'm playing D&D, and I am playing Lester Moreover. Tell me, have you ever given up everything for the love of a good woman? Mystery and intrigue wait around every corner as our adventurers explore Candlekeep and its mysteries. So come along with us as we explore Candlekeep. Hello guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and welcome to Swords and Sages. I am your DM for the evening, Tiana, and I am surrounded virtually in the Hollywood squares by all of these amazing people who are trying very hard to make me laugh with the chat. Thanks, James. <laughs> as you do. Um, yeah, let's let's uh, let's dive into announcements as quickly as we can and get through this so that we have a chance of them, you know, actually getting into the module, you know, as they do or do not. Um, as always, we have our friends of the show. We have Nord Games who create wonderful D&D supplementary material. They do books, they do cards, they do uh, minis, they do all sorts of fun things that will uh, add more dimensions to your particular game. Uh, some of them can be rather entertaining, like a goblin bom- bomber that has bombs that your players can snag and run away with and then never use. Because, you know, keeping the DM on, on their toes is much more entertaining. Um, so if you guys want to check them out, they are nordgamesllc.com slash 3.html. I think that's correct. Rolls off uh, the tongue. Or, you know, the link is probably in the chat at this point because we have amazing uh, people out there keeping an eye on things for me. Appreciate y'all. Um, so, yes, Nord Games, if you if you enter our code, uh, chaotic20, into the chat, that, uh, into the chat, geez, I, you can tell where my brain is today. If you enter our code, chaotic20, into the promo code section on your checkout, you get 20% off. We get a kickback for uh, your purchase, and you are supporting a fantastic small business that does wonderful D&D products. Everyone wins. Um 
uh, speaking of friends of the show, we also have Birds of Paradise. uh, Dice spelled like the dice that we roll. Thank you. And that is run by our own Andrea of the Burbs, who we adore very, very much. Um, The Kickstarter dice are on their way out. I am very excited to get my mitts on mine. Um, Ezra did a wonderful unboxing last time. And... so, oh, it's, uh, Amy got hers in the mail, so that was exciting. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, which sets did she get? I don't know. I... <laughs> she doesn't let him see hold hold her dice. <laughs> I mean, she already breaks them, so you know, there's there's not that. not cardinal. That's what I know. <laughs> yeah, well, right. that, and that's that's why she was able to get her hands on them. And I am over here being very sad because I did order cardinal, so I'm going to be a bit before I get mine. So it goes. Say la vie. Um, but yes, if you go to her website, birdsofparadise.com, and you put and you uh, check out her wonderful dice, there are, I believe, some available that will be left over from the Kickstarter after she's fulfilled all of the Kickstarter orders. And then there are the Arizona themed dice that she sources. Uh, Ezra was holding up the, the Seguro earlier, which were enormous and chonky and wonderful. Uh, I love them. Um, but if you if, if you go and check those out and you enter chaotic into the promo code section of the checkout, you get I believe fifteen percent off of your order, and you know you're helping you're helping support you're helping support a, a small dice maker, which we are totally in favor of, especially because Andrea is amazing. Um, for other Kickstarter stuff, uh, Inkplot Games, who did the uh, Exalted Veils uh, Kickstarter, that uh, it. They did, they did the uh, the Exalted Veils Kickstarter, what was that, a year ago? Year and a half, maybe? About a year ago. Yeah, something like that. Um, they they are coming back with another Kickstarter. So if you put exclamation point Kickstarter into the chat, it'll give you the link for the sign-up. They are doing cards. What are they doing, Thomas? So they're doing a, it's a source book that has associated cards with it that was showing up. So the source book is for new magic items and companions to add to your to your games um and you know i i believe they have little quests as as well about you know the the things have boons that are that are not uh there are some interesting things in there i'll say that because it's not just like here's a magic item it's like here's a magic item that does this but then there's also this other thing to it huh I may have to steal those from you the next time I come through the the studio and see if I can work any of those in. Um, let me see. Are there any other announcements of that type that need to be covered today, Thomas? I don't think so. All right. Nope. Uh, <laughs> all right. Quick scheduling notes then. Um, yes, Thomas? Uh, when, you, when we do get to the cards, that's it. Okay, we cool. just We should do that before the other thing. The other thing being, and now let's get mysterious. So mysterious, I have no idea what he's on about. Hi, Artie. Now let's get mysterious. (laughs) Let's get dangerous. Dangerous oil. Oh, no. (laughs) I had to get there before Ezra did. Here's the real um, question. What intro are we going to play when we get there? <laughs> Nobody knows. The actual mystery of Candlekeep. For a game that has not happened yet. <laughs> um, a quick scheduling note for this week. We are again off with Cardboard and Chaos tomorrow on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, we have a 
fun double feature for the redacted reports. In the morning, you'll be getting the interludes episode at the regular time. At It'll be dropping at about midnight Pacific. Uh, and then at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we are going to be doing a... Uh, a, a, a live video playback because we've already done the we've already done the the filming of the talk back so we're going to be playing the video for you of the approximately three hour conversation that uh, the redacted reports group had while sitting around a table in fremont it was wonderful i miss everyone tremendously we had a great time and if you want to come in here uh, i'll give you a little teaser come and hear what happened at shaver lake we actually talk about it so come, come, come just to find that out, really, if nothing else. Um, so yes, again, that will be at 7 o'clock Pacific time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, I at least will be in the chat. There may be other members of the redacted reports who come and go because we have two people who are parents and other people who get off work late. So we may not have everyone all of the time, but we'll try to have as many of us in there as we can. Uh, and then Saturday at noon, I am told, there will be Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. <laughs> I'm told noon-ish. We'll find out. Uh, that should be approximately noon to 3 Pacific time. And then we are back with Down Darker Trails at 6 p.m. Pacific. I'm excited to be back. It was very weird having a Saturday where we didn't play Cthulhu. <laughs> And we have a special guest joining us for a little bit. Our, our own uh, Alondra, a.k.a. Lady Bedivere, is going to be joining uh, Down Darker Trails for a little bit. I'm very excited to see what exactly she and Ezra have concocted. Because <laughs> um... I posted a spoiler, a little hint in the uh, Discord. Ooh. All right. All you theorists get in there and then start, start picking those pieces apart. Uh, let me see. Is there anything else? Uh, Ezra, you had, you had a quick thing. I just, I, I wanted to very quickly acknowledge that we have lost one of the great old ones. Steve Perrin, uh, was a giant in the tabletop industry. He was at every, he, he started one of the people who started Dundracon. He started RuneQuest. He create how he was one of the creators of RuneQuest, of basic role playing, which is the game that Cthulhu grew out of. Um, if you play any magic game with a mana point system, Steve Perrin is the reason he created that whole idea. He um, he actually has a small connection to Quests and Chaos because when we did our uh, 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 we did a seminar at Dundracon and Steve Perrin was in the room. And as I was leaving, uh, Steve, who I, I did not know, to be clear, I just, you know, you see Steve Perrin, you're like, hey, Steve, you know, and you talk with him. But as I was leaving, he goes, that sounds like you're having fun. That was, that was his, his, his uh, cogent uh, saying. Of, uh, but um, <laughs> Wait, was, you know in theater, that's like a diss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, he was one of the great storytellers of the tabletop world. Um, Dundracon had, uh, well, until we stopped having Dundracons, they would have a Friday opening, Friday afternoon, where Steve would just tell stories for two hours. That was the traditional opening to uh, Dundracon every year. So uh, uh, Steve has left us and we are better for having Steve in the world. To, to friends who pass beyond the veil. Ooh. 
He was also a member of the SCA, which was how I heard about his passing uh, initially. So uh, it was interesting getting it from both sides of my community, or two sides of my communities, the TTRPG and the uh, SCA side. And like long time, right? Like he was doing stuff in the 70s. Very, very long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we are we are much diminished for his passing, but the world was the world is a better place for him having been in it with us. So on that slightly somber note, let's go explore Candlekeep. And welcome back. So before we go diving into today's game, uh, we're going to go over the cards that we have courtesy of our wonderful patrons and also from uh, the, the players deciding to buy cards so that so that the bits didn't all disappear at the end of the at the end of the episode. Uh, we, they are currently at I should mark I should note they are currently at zero bits because nothing carries over, which may or may not be relevant later. Just, to, just saying. It's a good. Like, it's it's a it's a good thing that when we're in combat, we can announce bits that come. Was that a, was that a threat? Did we just get threatened by the DM? Well, is she it doesn't threat? have bits either. So. Is it is it a threat if it's a promise? Oh, damn it! Mm. <laughs> so uh, we so we have we have four cards. Uh, we'll start off with uh, the two that we had last time that were left over, which is quick reaction. It's a very kind of specific one. If you have not used your bonus action this round, you may instead convert it to a reaction, even if you've already used your reaction this round. So you can attack, you know, attack for opportunity twice or spells that come at you. We have restoring mana. When consumed, this magical potion creates a temporary first level spell slot, which lasts for 10 minutes. Then... The card chosen on last uh, week's Down Darker Trails, you have to blame that crew for Tonic of Charm. 
I take no responsibility for this. <laughs> I argued against it. Mostly because I did not want Alondra mad at me. <laughs> I have my hit We're... list. It's fine. <laughs> and then uh, Sim, Sim Ogre. Actually, is that... Uh, does anyone have Discord open? Is that correct? Uh, that sounds yeah. correct, yes. I mean, I know it's Sim Ogre, but I just want to make sure that I have the right card. Uh, emergency Seal. Correct. Aha. Uh-huh. Break this marble-sized glass sphere to create a one-inch thick magical barrier more than 10 feet by 10 feet. It can be used to seal a door, a tunnel, or enclose an item no larger than three feet in any direction. It has an AC and hit points. So you need an 18 to hit it and deal damage and 25 hit points. Here's a, here's a little hint. In the next deck up, that goes to 15 by 15. So if you got wow. a giant GCU, you can close off the... Uh, Close off. So, so how big of an item can you can you contain in this thing? Is the real? I think, I think it's five feet in any direction. I think so. So if so if you crunch a person down pretty small, there was or talk of yeah. boy. We could put Wuyan. <laughs> yeah, I was to say there was talk of putting a corpse in there in another wait, wait, game. Wait, wait. So we I said feel like object, we right? Object. <laughs> a corpse is an object. Uh huh. Yes, a corpse is an object. Not uh, a live it says Wuyang. enclose an item. I, I, I probably do need to change that to object because object and creature are very an yeah. item. I don't know. An, an item could be a person. I mean, oh, no. <laughs> that's not what if they're luck. conscious or not. Do, do I need to bring out go? Oh, the rule book. Like, I mean, do I, need I to mean, bring Westrot to like. I I, 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 will, I, will, I will point out that there is a, a slang term for whether or not he and she are an item. Mm. So we can uh, only put couples in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I found another bed for us to try out. <laughs> Hold them up real small. <laughs> well, I'm wondering if maybe I should rewrite that to say to enclose anything. No larger no. than three feet in the direction. How do you want your cards? <laughs> I, 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 balance, I Thomas. Balance. No, I fully support this. I think object or creature. Within, I think yeah. I will. Uh, because I mean, change you, it too. I mean, I mean, you might want to throw it at like a wolf that's coming at you, and maybe, and maybe they get like maybe. Okay, maybe, maybe what it is if it's a a living creature that is conscious, they get like a dex throw or something to avoid it. Just give it a bag of holding rules. They've got a certain amount of oxygen for a certain amount of time. Yes. Fine. Yes. How long can you hold your breath? Are we playing Pokemon now? We're not trying to catch a creature. Shit. We're trying to kill them. It's basically a Pokeball. Yeah. How how, how long can you hold your breath, Mr. Negative One uh, Constitution? Uh, I got a plus two with Wuya. So uh, thank you very much. My eight-year-old is stronger than my 17-year-old. Yep. Someone, I, 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 th- I think, I think it was Squeal. Was like, does, does James ever play adults? Eh. I did play it for Exalted Bale as I played Charlie. He was in his thirties and was so normal looking. It was almost extraordinary how normal he looked. Ah, one of the people who looked like they came off the printing press. Yeah, mm. got and it. Into every crowd, as you do. You, you All have right. the face, Thomas. What's going on? I have some bits because we still haven't really gotten into the game yet. Uh, Duke Lake with 1,000 bits for the players. And thank you for that 30 months. And don't forget, if you're a Twitch Prime subscriber, it goes away every month, Amy. (laughs) Uh, So you need to resubscribe. 
and Amy goes away every month, it seems. So we. <laughs> I mean, we do we do have to work to accommodate that. Yes, it's true. Um, all right. Well, if there are if there's nothing further from the chat that I need to be aware of. Uh, shall we mention that people are boosting the stream? Oh. Yeah, I'm going to put my points in because what the hell do you use these points for? I, there are ways to do it, but yeah. Or, I have um, so many of these damn things. Yeah, I, 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 I would love to see like like a thing on uh, Quest and Chaos at some point where it's like you can, you can, you can spend 500 points to remind people to drink water or something weird like that. <laughs> I see that on, on, on other streams that I hang out on. Over on TGN, if somebody raises a million, it forces the guys to go skydiving and record it. Noted. Just putting <laughs> it out there. It's an idea. It's a thought. It's a concept. Like if one person gets a million points? One person gets a million points, they can redeem it and force the guys to go skydiving. Yo, if you drop one million points right now, I will shave Thomas's head. Uh, wait, you I need have 100,000. I have 100,000 I'll put in for this. <laughs> what do I have at this point? <laughs> All right. Uh, Duke Flieger or Seth might be close to those numbers. <laughs> you know, with how, with how many streams we have a week, it wouldn't surprise me. All right. Well, shall we dive in then, friends? Our, our uh, eclectic group of adventurers had just gotten back from sorting out the mystery of the, the magical mansion hiding in one of the towers. I think um, you mean Club Septa. Well, it's, it's Club Septa now, but it wasn't then. Oh God, you pulled me over to Susanna's voice. Yep. <laughs> um, She'd be yes. more nasal. She's then. Well, I mean, that's that's true, actually. I I, I go a little bit, I go a little bit uh uh down it down into my chest when it, when, when I'm around Sabachthani and uh, and less. Sabachthani and, and Odilla, really. All right. Anyway. Um yes. Words, thoughts, things. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they had just gotten back from sorting out the mystery of, of the magical mansion and were not exact. They were, they were asked if they would like to be essentially the adventurers on staff for, for Candlekeep. When things came up that were um, too much for, for the avowed to handle and not important enough for a, for a great sage to, to go and deal with. So somewhere that falls neatly in, in the middle of those sorts of things. And the five of them agreed after some requests about accommodations, the mansion got turned over to Lester and Sabachthani moreover to, uh, use as they saw fit. And some people just don't want to know about it. <laughs> Um, so over the next 10 day, the, the five of them, uh, settled in at Candlekeep besides Dewey. Well, Dewey settled into his new room, which actually has a window and an attached bathroom that he shares with Odilla and, um, and we are. <laughs> That's our game. I, mean, I just want that there to are, be a whole session. There are not two bathrooms in this suite. <laughs> I'll be nice. There's two bathrooms. <laughs> okay. Maybe the, maybe the big okay. room has an ensuite, and then there we go. There, we go. there you go. Thank yeah. you. And, and of <laughs> took the big room because you know the only woman in in, in the place is going to do that. The only adult. Yeah. Also, uh, daggers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, daggers. Absolutely. Yes. 
Um, so over the next 10 days, the five of them spent time doing their, their various downtime activities. Lester set up Club Scepter, as was uh, uh, noted. And other people did, did researches and uh, created various potions, um, made friends as, as you do. Um, and at the end of, of the 10 day, uh, Sabachthani was in uh, the Silvira's private chambers, her, her, uh, her, her uh, laboratory, and they were chatting, having, having a lovely time. James, you're 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 not within range. I can't throw things at you. <laughs> brutal, brutal, sir. Um, and they they were interrupted by a member of the avowed coming and presenting a book to uh, Silvera and say and because he they they were aware that uh, this book was one that would be of interest to her. It was uh, Mazafroth's Mighty Digressions, which. Uh, is is a one-of-a-kind book in every possible sense it is a collection of writings about where where creatures and 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 lycanthropy uh the demon lords of hell and where various lycanthropic creatures may have come from it's a lot of a lot of research notes a lot of half-finished thoughts and essays but as the two of them sabachthani and savira were examining it sabachthani tried to do uh mending along the spine to try to keep it from falling apart and the thing um, morphed into a three-foot ball of ectoplasm and tried to attack them, screaming the, the, the words, hunger, feed me, starving. Fortunately, uh, Silvira winged the thing across the room, and then between the two of them, they were able to deal with it, no problem. But the following morning, it was discovered that this was the third book that had changed in such a manner. And... Uh, the uh, Candlekeep wants to know what's going on. So they called upon their group of adventurers and said, can you find out where these books are coming from um, and help make this stop, essentially. They, they did identify these monstrous books as Gingamwatsits, which is the stupidest name in the, anyway. <laughs> and have been uh, set, set loose by Silvira to, to go forth and start their investigation. So we begin, I believe, in the conference room that, that uh, Silvira had pulled them into to discuss this. And the floor is yours. Did we determine if there was any connection between the books that were used? Um, oh, we were going to go see an avowed to find out what the books were. Yes, to find out uh, what, the books, what the books were and who it was that, that brought them in. Those are the two things that you were going to go talk to them about. Because I I think this one just came in, so the 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 whoever brought this one in is still in, still in Candlekeep. They're inside Candlekeep. Those calls are coming from inside the castle. There it is. <laughs> well, then uh, let us go and check the registration records. After uh, all of you. <laughs> uh, do do you know? Um, do we have to talk to the people outside? I think we have to go to the people outside for that. I do they feel like right at the gates. We don't necessarily need to exit. I do imagine that if we found any of the avowed and told them that we were working on Silvara's behalf, they would be more than happy to acquire the information for us and bring it to us for our investigations. 
let's just go to the registration and Adela's gonna <laughs> stand up and start marching. She'll probably drag Dewey because if anybody's able to, if we have to exit to reach them, if anyone's able to exit and come back in, it's of course Dewey. <laughs> well, and I will point out- I tried. I, I will point out that, that, you, that you still have those chits that, that uh, show that you are allowed in Candlekeep. Oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> We don't need a stamp. We have little markers that tell us. Okay. I'm washing my hands. Just, just do not lose that coin because, man, are those things horrible to replace. Well, then let us away. Uh, we should, she's already dragged the boy away. I guess we have to drag the younger one. It's all you, darling. It's both sides it's pick him you. up. Spockney just kind of looks. Oh. like, going to walk. I don't still so art. Artie's favorite thing is when we hold his hand and then lift him. So I just imagine That's you guys so doing fun. that to woo ya. <laughs> My mother is the one who wants children for me. Uh, children are very useful to have around. Yes, we've established mm-hmm. how expandable they are. Come along, woo ya. Throw them hard away. enough, they can be quite great projectiles. Have you ever been thrown as a projectile before, woo ya? I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> that is concerning. It'll be the screwball special in this case. Is that a, is that a concussion? Short-term memory loss, long-term memory loss. Two different parts of the brain, you know. He doesn't have uh, long-term memory. Yeah, I'm not old enough for that yet. That's true. Your uh, cerebral cortex doesn't develop for another two decades or so. He doesn't mm-hmm. have long-term memories. I'm going to catch up with Odilla and Dewey. And the five of you make your way across the court of air toward toward the the uh, the gate and the road leading up to it. Um, apparently, word has gotten around with the people who who man for various reasons. Word has gotten around about you a lot, but in this particular instance, it looks like the uh, the the people who are at the gates are aware of who you are and, wh- and where you're going because there are no questions asked as they open the gate for you. Although that could also be because the other kind of your uh, word has gotten around and they're just like, bye. Please leave. <laughs> <laughs> could go either way. Uh, and as, as, uh, as each of you saw when you arrived at the uh, Candlekeep gate, there is the, the long table set up with several avowed sitting behind it. Or excuse me, of uh, 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 several of the sages, you you now recognize a couple of them because they take uh, one one or two of them takes turns at the gate every day because some someone's got them. I'm in. I suggest the angry woman with knives speak with them first. Yeah, Odilla will probably march up to whatever. Avowed looks unoccupied, checking people in, or least occupied. And this this does seem to be a bit of a slower time. So two of them are are talking to uh, seekers, to travelers, and one of them, uh, a a elven person, looks up at you and gives you a very pleasant smile as you approach. Well, hello there. I am sure you all have been aware of certain tomes not being exactly what they are, being more of the ectoplasm nature rather than paper. And uh, me and my 
compatriots here have been tasked with uh, discovering what's causing all of this. So um, we, it was suggested that maybe we come to you all to get a list of all of those volumes and more importantly, which guests brought those in? Certainly, certainly. So they lean over and 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 grab the big book that all of the things are recorded into, and are and uh, when the other two look at them, kind of like, "What are you doing?" They gesture at, at you and go, and then pull it over. <laughs> um, right. Yes. Uh, so the one that turned yesterday uh, was Mazafrat's Mighty Digressions. Yes. Right. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, that's that's right. Excellent. Yes. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. That came in uh, yesterday in the morning, and then we realized what exactly it was. Uh, that came in with Yalerian High Scroll. Would you be a doll and spell that out for me? Certainly. It is Y-A-L-E-R-I-O-N and High Scroll, like it sounds. Uh, I don't suppose you were checking this person in that you might have a description. Uh, I do, actually. Uh, they are a uh, about 5'9", five, 5'10", five, human, uh, came in from, from Waterdeep. Uh, and I'm told that they spend a great deal of time at uh, uh, the Temple of, of Agma. Uh, so they have uh, light brown hair, blue eyes. Generally, I, I, I believe I actually checked them in. They were quite a pleasant person. Uh, would you say more male or female presenting? Um, when they came in a little more male presenting. It, mm. All right. Did they have pointy ears? No, they, they, they are human. Anyway, there's not much to listen to when she did say human at the very <laughs> beginning of that description. And, 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 and the elf sitting behind the table just gives Dewey the blandest look at, at, at the question of do they have pointy ears? <laughs> um, did, did they say where they got the book? Uh, they did not tell me where they got the book, although I, I, we were a little rushed yesterday or I would have asked. It was uh, it's quite the find. Although now that we find out that it's some sort of mimic creature, um, I imagine it's a little bit less interesting of a find. And there has been no attempt to talk to this person as soon as this, I mean, this person did not bring a book as was promised into this establishment. I, I think that's what you and your daggers are for. I mean, it was the that, middle that of the night when this occurred, fair. so timing well and also we we do have a policy of if something like this occurs the fact that it has happened at least twice before means that we've had a policy uh of we we, we let them finish out their 10 day and then uh discuss with them terms for uh repaying what was essentially stolen from Candlekeep. so someone brings and essentially a weaponized <laughs> book into your library and you say, stick around, we'll deal with it when you're ready to leave. <laughs> when someone has demonstrated that they mean ill will. I don't think any of these people meant ill will is the thing. Our, our belief at the moment is that they genuinely believe that these were 
books that they were they they wouldn't they wouldn't have stuck around in a keep such as this so filled with mages of all levels if they were old boys mages that can't cast magic (laughs) okay before we digress (laughs) digress too much um perhaps we could get the names of the other books and well the the people connected with them uh yes um the other two books were the dark hunger and fallen tethamar And the people who, who brought in um, Malfred's Mighty Digressions and The Dark Hunger are both still here. Uh, unfortunately, the person who brought in Fa- uh, Fallen Tethamar left before their book turned into the ectoplasm creature. So, so. When, when did The Dark Hunger turn? Uh, that was, let me see, about two weeks ago. And they're still here. Yes, they are still here because, well, it was discovered while that while she was still here. You've noticed the person who's doing the shingling up on up on the hearth. That's her. Oh. She's, she's so a, she is repaying in, repaying in labor yeah. exactly. Uh, and and what was that person's name or Bean's name? Uh, her name is Valor, a uh, tiefling lady up there. Oh, another tiefling, Sabachthani. Perhaps you might question <laughs> her. I, I don't normally fraternize with manual laborers, but I suppose I could make an exception this time. Well, and to be fair, she is not ordinarily a uh, manual laborer. She's, oh, that's a relief. She's just, well, been asked to do so. Course. And just in case this person returns, who brought in fallen Tethamer? Uh That was a, an Aarakocra fella named Kluka. K-L-U-C-C-A. Aarakocra names, I don't ask. Were all of these individuals from coming from the same area somewhere of the uh, Wadadavian persuasion, or... Well, Yalerian mentioned that they study the history of of Toril, but I don't know if he. I don't. I don't know if they mentioned to me where they came from last. So, that is, of course, a question to ask uh, the, the the people who brought the books. in. we don't, as you know from your own comings in, there there are things that we don't delve too deeply into. Course, course. Uh, but Kluka, before that person left did you do any interrogation as to where they found that book unfortunately the book turned after he left Uh, we we we, we, we knew which book it was so we know who brought it in but we didn't we did not know in time to ask him any questions you know you know if you uh sorry if you pronounce uh the 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 vowels differently that it's a bird man named clucka I'd like you. to apologize. Thank you, Dewey, <laughs> for that contribution. <laughs> well, aren't, aren't aren't words fun, Dewey? It, it might be relevant. That's all I'm saying. And um, are there any connections between at least 
the titles of these books uh, if you're familiar with the actual source material so Are there copies of these books in the library no they're they're they were one of a kind or the first ones of their kind brought into the library uh but i do know a little bit about about each of them uh masfrost mighty digressions i i think uh, severa may have mentioned the collection of essays by masfrost about lycanthropy uh demon lords and in hell that sort of thing very interesting collection of thoughts without a great deal of con- without without a lot of conclusions being drawn you can uh, say that as, again <laughs> as far as the dark hun- hunger it's about some sort of entity that a star worshiping uh, warlock followed something about the dark between the stars i have a question do you do these books actually exist or were these just made up books well, we know that Mazafroth's Mighty Digressions does or did exist. Um, and it matched a, a, any description that I have heard of that particular book. I believe The Dark, uh, the Dark Hunger and Fallen Tepamir were real books. But when we get so many, so many books that come into our collection are books that people have written themselves or are collections of songs and poems. It's hard to track down, say, a publishing house for some of them. I mean, hmm. technically, are not all books made up on a certain level? Yes, but some of them are recounting real events. Well, obviously, fiction versus nonfiction and that sort of thing. Precisely. Yeah, I mean, I think what, what I'm trying to think about is that whoever made this version of the book has the original or just made it up altogether. Or well, it sounds like that the... is the case, because Sabachthani, you were actually reading this book for quite some time before it turned. Yes. No, we got through the vast majority of it before it uh, pulled its little trick on us. So knowledge of the the book is necessary for whatever this spell or whatever that creates these things is. Or at least knowledge to create a passable book that seems like it's relevant to something or another. Um, and, and the fallen Tethem, Tethemer? Uh, about a, a dwarf king who sought to reclaim his kingdom in, um, I believe it was the Desert Mouth Mountains. But as you can see, mm. the, the, the subjects are wide and varied. The sort of thing that, hmm, the sort of thing that, that you might see from a, a eclectic book collector, perhaps. Maybe a rival library. <laughs> Are you so, fam- they can certainly try to rival Candlekeep. It would be entertaining. Yalerion has not yet been informed that his book turned into plasma. Uh, no, they have not yet been been informed. They've been worshiping, and we wanted to make sure. I understand that that Silvira wanted to make sure that this was going to be handled before we broke the news to them. Are you familiar with these Gingwatsum creatures? They're, they're odd. I know a little bit about them, but they are such a specialized... I know that it's made with some sort of ritual, but I don't know a great deal more about them, I'm afraid. Might there be a book about them here in the library? Do you have the monster manual too? 
Well, I mean, it's, it, I think this is a like transmutation, right? So the way, when I was uh, thinking about my, my spell about converting, uh, um, so I think this is transmutation. And that is, do we? There were steps along that thought before it got to the end, but I'm not sure I followed all of them. Uh, th- never mind, I didn't say anything. Do we, does one of the great readers perhaps specialize in transmutation? Maybe someone who we could request an audience with Maybe. to discuss I know things. Nobody specializes in detect magic. <laughs> well, perhaps mm-hmm. if I see Silvara again, I can ask her. She might have some insight on that particular lead. Do you have well, a book I... about the creation of these Ging Watsons? I'd be very interested to read this. I am unsure, but we can we can look into the the card catalog as far as as far as one of the great readers, uh, Vizier Ugg might actually be the best option because these things are an aberration. Excellent. Uh, can can you put in a request for an audience like through here, or is there some other desk clerk that we should speak to to uh, mm. put our names in for request? Ordinarily, there there's someone who's actually inside the keep itself, but I believe I can I can help uh, expedite the process. It would be also much at eleven eleven fifty a.m. every day they head to the hearth for lunch. So, well, that that is very useful information, Dewey. Yeah, three hours. Yeah. We could talk to the roofer and then be there when. Uh... Yeah. Um... I think those are all our questions. Perhaps we as a group can go back to the courtyard of air. What, 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 I forgot what this area is called and, and kind of think the about the tower our plan of no here. tower. Tower of don't come in here. I think that's what they call your little hidey hole, do we? Who? Hmm. Well, Who thank punishes? you for all this information. Um, this was very helpful. You know, I suppose we'll return if we think of anything else we need to know. Is it common to punish someone with untrained labor? Do you really want someone who, a scholar making your roof? That seems curious to me. Well, the, the, uh, the, the in question was quite expensive and uh, she... As will be the roof you'll need when an inexpert person finishes your roof mm. well that is uh to into a uh, candle keep to decide i look forward to speaking to this roofer <laughs> bye martin okay goodbye and do you go back into the uh the court of air yes now that your attention has been drawn to the roof of the hearth, you wonder how you didn't notice the the very annoyed hammer strikes uh, from from above. <laughs> and uh, yes, up there is a a tiefling woman who is uh, light purple and wearing wearing a very um very very workaday type of clothing, but she carries herself like someone who's used to wearing armor. Oh. Very broad-shouldered, yes. tall, <laughs> muscled, uh, and if you look carefully, you can see a short sword at her hip. Because even without armor, well, 
Look at those shorts, though. They've got like pockets all over them. Like you could put a bunch of cargo in there. Makes no I sense do, whatsoever. I do think it might be a good idea to question Valor first before they have to leave. And because Valor already knows about what happened with the book, we don't have to deal with that conversation of explaining that. Um, perhaps if we offer Valor a cold beverage. They may be more inclined to uh, speak to us. Um, maybe in Club Scepter. Let's. Uh, or, you know, if we need to bring it to them. I don't know if they're allowed, to, if they get a break. 215s. We could probably. Can we see, like, is this person, like, within, like, shouting range of us they're right like, now? They hear everything we're saying. I'm right here! Oh, no, no. The point of going to the Court of Error was so that we could speak without, like, other people overhearing us. Yeah. It's and, a yeah. large courtyard, right? <laughs> and you're, and you're, on, you're on the far side of the Court of Error, so you're over more by the towers, and, and she's over on the hearth. So you can certainly yeah. see her okay. uh, and, and get a decent read on her, but you can't... She can't hear you, um, and... While while you get the impression that she's probably muttering under her breath, you can't hear that either. She just looks like someone who's who's grumbling. Uh, my dear, would you like to invite that uh, charming young lady to lunch? Of course. Uh, shall I do that now, or did you want to go over any other plans before I? Well, what's our, what time is it right now? It is now not. We have three hours until the other person comes here for lunch. That that, okay. that is probably yeah. correct. It's it's still mid morning. Oh, oh yes. let's, let's, let's... You woke up early today. I did not go to bed last night as I had been attacked by a book, and was oh. busy dealing with the aftermath of that. A very haunting experience. Indeed, it took us three bottles of wine to get over it. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Let's start with Valor. All right, so is everyone going over or is Sabachthani going over by herself? I just want to watch Sabachthani climb up a ladder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Odilla will probably probably accompany, but like keep a distance um, so that Sabachthani can maybe appear by herself and not overwhelm Valor, but Odilla is within earshot in case Valor says no. She can try some other more persuasive means. (laughs) I will kind uh, of persuasive. <laughs> the other kind that I don't have. The daggers. Yeah. The mini yeah. swords. Mini swords. Sharp, sh- sharper <laughs> persuasion. Ah, our 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 resident dagger lady. Cool. Sharp cuttery board. Yep. Yeah. Uh, sharp wits or sharp swords. Sorry. That too. What were we saying, Thomas? Uh Dewey will just uh, be within 60 feet. <laughs> okay. I will well, send um Iris. <laughs> up and around and basically like get on the opposite is it like a yeah yeah it's western like, side yeah. okay iris will basically be right below the eye line of wherever valor is working like on the opposite side of the roof <laughs> and it. um uh i will i will just put my i will hmm i'll grab onto dewey's shirt Okay. You're just going to hang on okay. to his shirt. Yep. And Dewey, you look over, and my eyes are completely black. I'll Not give you a little, a little pat, a little tap on the shoulder, just like a 
Pat, gotcha. Pat. Uh, Lester, do you have anything in particular that you are doing? Less is putting gum in Wuya's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Drawing on his face and sharpening. <laughs> All right, so Sabachthani, so you you approach the the route, the uh, the hearth where Valor is up top working, and as you get closer, you know there's there are like broken shingles being tossed down. She's not particularly careful about her workspace, and you get the impression that she 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 looks like she might know what she's doing, but she's really pissed off about having to do it. Do I see a ladder anywhere in the vicinity of where I am? Yes. Right. Uh, I'm just going to go stand somewhat near. I'm going to look at where I'm seeing the tiles having fallen off the roof and stand like just outside of the perimeter of that. Um, and I'm just going to kind of look up and be like, pardon the interruption, uh, uh, Ms. Valor? That son of a bitch. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm terribly sorry about that. I, I was trying to think of a better way to get your attention, but with all the racket, I wasn't sure. And 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 this tiefling head appears over over the edge of the roof and looks down at you. She looks at you and she looks like she's about to say something very cutting and then pauses for a second. Hello, I, I'm terribly sorry to be interrupting. You look like you are very busy. And as such, uh, I, my compatriots were hoping we could invite you to a, a cold beverage and a hot meal later so that we could perhaps discuss the nature of your peculiar and misfortunate book. We're doing some investigations to try to see if we can resolve this situation so that no one else must be put through the turmoil that you yourself are currently experiencing. And she, she kind of settles back a little bit and looks at you. Uh, Sabachthani, roll me a persuasion check at advantage, please. She talks so good. I'm just saying. Uh, that is going to be a natural 20 for a 26. Yeah, so she looked like she was about to say something really rude, probably in in uh, languages that other people around wouldn't understand. But as you are talking about a hot meal and a cold beverage, and she's looking down at another tiefling and just being like, <sighs> "Right, yes, um, yes, uh, lunch, fine, yes, I suppose lunch sounds." Like an excellent idea, what, here at the hearth? Oh, we've got a much better place that we can take you. It's very hush-hush, kind of exclusive. You like cocktails? What are you mixing them with? Whatever you like, sugar. Homunculi. Lester? <laughs> I don't think that's an ingredient. <laughs> Bloody homunculi. Stupid book killed one wizard's homunculi, and that's... Oh, you have some feelings about homunculi. Well, my husband would be uh, very interested to hear those, I'm sure. Oh. Anything else you care to chat about? Well, they're fine enough, I suppose. Useful, just fucking expensive. That is true. She says as she tosses another broken shingle down, deliberately angling it away from you. Uh <laughs> I want to go over to, like, when it lands, I want to go over and I want to cast mending on it. Like, pick up a couple and just kind of mend them and, like, stack them at the bottom of the ladder for her. Okay. She 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 notes that. It's like, ah, oh, magic user. In there. Right. Well, I have this I need to keep working on, but where, where should I meet you for this uh, promised lunch and cocktail hour? 
perhaps we'll just meet back here in, uh, would you say in a couple of hours, you'd be uh, free to go? We have an appointment just before noon, so if mm -hmm. we could chat with you a little before then, it would be uh, conducive to our schedule, not that I want to put any imposition on you. And she looks up at the sky, kind of like shading her eyes. Yeah, that should be fine. They don't exactly keep me to a hard work schedule. I just want to get this over with. Wonderful. I'll come pick you up in a couple of hours. All right. What was your name? Uh, Dr. Sabakthani, moreover. Doctor, pleasure to meet you. I'm Valor. Pleasure to meet you as well. I look forward to our drinks and our conversation. Yeah. I'm 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 not looking forward to the conversation part of it, but if the drink is if the drink is the is a payment for it, then cheers. The drinks are stiff enough that you won't even remember the conversation. Hmm, that sort of drink. Got it. And she like nods a, a little a little curtly, turns back to her work. Uh, yes. While while Iris is up there, I'll have her move a little closer to the edge. Can I get any? Um, uh sense of what Valor has on her um she does not seem to have a great deal on her person so she has a, a tunic and a jerkin with trousers and boots they're well everything that she's wearing is well worn but well made um and she has a, a little a little belt pouch but you get the impression that it's not you know loaded down with coin or anything probably that's just where she keeps the key for her room mm. okay uh, and then the short sword on her hip uh, i will have iris just pop down from the roof go a little bit of a long way and then meet back up on my shoulder at which point i will let go of dewey's shirt <laughs> um so yes you now have an appointment with valor at a little before noon is there anything that you would like to do before you meet with her for that or do you want to skip straight to that i wouldn't mind going and finding that book about how those ging watsons are made yeah i'd yeah. be interested in that too and perhaps yeah, we maybe can also we'll send them Delarian. Well, part of me wants to get a little bit more details. It sounds like Galarian hasn't even been informed about what happened. And maybe if we are more informed about what happened before this, it might make that conversation go a little easier. Did, this is player forgetting, did Sylvira tell us where the other two books transformed? Uh, she said that one of them transformed in the restricted section. And right. I don't remember if she said where the third one was. I apologize. That's no, that's fine. That's I couldn't remember either. Um, Could we find that out? Yeah, that would be the, what I'd want to find out is where they where they were when they transformed. Sure. And if anyone remembers where the third one was, if I actually said it, because I know I said I, one was in the restriction. I section. don't think you did. You might have said it was in the courtyard. Mm hmm. But I'm not. Don't quote me on that. Well, and I and I'd also planned to have uh, Mazfroth's transform in the courtyard, but then you got mm. in with someone who would actually be interested in that sort of thing. So, <laughs> yeah. all right. So, are you tracking down a member of the Avowed to ask questions? Yeah, I think so. And then uh, getting you know books on transmutation and you know mm -hmm. creating creatures and. Okay. 
Um, so you are able to to locate. I mean, about are all about are all over the place. They're they're the ones who who run the errands and keep things stocked up. And you do run into. Ooh. <laughs> They carefully uh, uh, ignore the the snapping fingers because, well, <laughs> uh, but they they the, one of them does come over to you after after a moment and says, uh, "Yes, how can I be of assistance?" Well, we um uh, we had requested a book on the creation of uh, a creature called a Ging Watson. Did you? Oh, we had not received that request. Oh well, um, if you wouldn't mind. If you could, you know, if you tell me where it is, I'll go and get it. And a a, a, a small notebook appears as if by magic in in the in uh, in her hand, and she starts scrolling something. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. That's probably in. I'll be back. Are you going to be think... around the hearth? Uh, well, we we also have a couple other questions, so maybe we oh, can. I'm sorry. Go on. Get them all at once. Yeah. Uh, a book on basic transmutation, uh, if there is one. Don't you know basic transmutation, Dewey? Okay, advanced transmutation. <laughs> All right, I'll see what I can find. Specifically, as like, it relates to creatures, I believe. Po- po- uh, anything with uh, that references polymorph as well. Oh, that's right. You're right. you're you're uh, researching that thing. All right. Yes. Uh, anything else? I'm just imagining a waitress at a, at a very busy diner. <laughs> Thank you very well, much. Since you've been working here, and I'm sure this has gone around, uh, maybe if you could ask around to remind us the three locations of, well, you know what we're working on, where that occurred. We knew one was down in Silvira's office. One was in the restricted section. We cannot remember where the other one took place. So you can get that information for us. I will see what I can find out, I think. Well, I'm not going to say unless I know. So I will. I will get that information for you. Anything else? And tapping t- 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 her cheek with with a, with a pen. <laughs> um, is uh, do you know if Yularian is here, or or did they go to the temple to worship? Have they been around recently? Uh, they've been, they've been around, but I think I think they're in that temple. And uh, she actually gestures over to the temple of of Ogma, which is one of. So Agma is the god of knowledge and has a temple in the in the courtyard of air. Okay, uh, thank you. Me, let me let me go look at the at the main screen. Mm-hmm. So I can actually show y'all. It is about here. Uh, am I on the right layer? Yes. It's about here-ish. Okay. Hey, I don't see you. Do any refresh? There's a little blue circle booping. Oh, I need to um, make it smaller. That's what happened. <laughs> South southeastern corner of the court of air. Yeah. I'd rather not go in any sort of temple if I had my druthers. I'm sure you can wait outside, Angel. Yeah, I was gonna say while less and sounds like do we're waiting for books. Mm-hmm. Um Odilla might go into the temple just to based on the description, try to find Yolarian and just keep an eye on them and just observe what they're doing. Okay. I too will follow Odilla. He says somewhat creepily. (laughs) Um, No, I'm just going to tag along and just walk beside her. And uh, as we're walking over, I'll be like, so like, um, what are you here for? 
Well, I'm here to do what anybody is here to do, do their own research and um, check out books. It is mm-hmm. what you do in a library. Yeah, and that's a very basic answer. What kind of what kind of books are you looking at? You know, Wuya, not every bit of knowledge in this world is meant for you to have. And there are just some things that will remain unknown to you. And let's just say that that is one of them. Mm. Is it super secret? Well, I suppose you don't know, so it's super secret to you. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's, that's a big secret. I'm going to try and find out, okay? Just so you know. So if it looks like I'm like, just like looking about and being like, wondering what she's doing, I'm just trying to figure it out. I would expect nothing less from you, Wuya. Thank you. So, no. mm-hmm. oh, just like, you know, people think because I'm eight that, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just like, you know, just here to diddly do and all that. But no, I, I'm here for research, too. So, you know, and this this is a worthy endeavor. A secret is worthy mm. of research. But if I'm not mistaken, you already have some knowledge which has eluded you for 10 days. So perhaps you might focus on that first. Oh, no, it's because they probably don't want me to know what I want to know. Ah, so we have something in common then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, help out here and there and maybe get a little bit closer to what we both need. Mm. Perhaps you and I may have some common goals here and common destinations like mm. the restricted section or the secret direction you know the, so they don't know what we're talking about who is they the people who work here uh-huh yeah yeah like Dewey's well, nice and all but I don't trust him like as far as I could throw him and he's like a foot taller than me so I couldn't really throw him that far but though he's kind of skinny maybe I could I don't know mm. oh yeah it sounds like you and I are making an alliance here me an alliance no I'm just here to you know look at books and research and stuff oh as am I so we are allied in that goal then mm-hmm Maybe we can talk about that later. Yeah. Wow, that was a very long walk. I mean, it was only about 200 feet this way, but we really filled that conversation out. <laughs> Press X. Yeah, we've been standing here outside the temple for more than half of that conversation. You know, some, I mean, I just kept walking around, you know, it's as a young person. Yes, I feel like I have I'm, a bit, I'm a bit dizzy from having to spin around in a circle. I'm, I'm glad I eventually just stopped and let you keep going around me oh yeah yeah no problem no problem i have all this energy and it's you know you gotta just let it out but yeah um hilarian yeah yeah and and oh yeah we are trying to do this discreetly observe him from a distance and perhaps not make it known that we are in there with with them oh i won't go inside as i slowly push open the door and then i just watch irish watch as irish just kind of 
hop off my shoulder and go inside. Okay, well, I'm going inside. So why don't you hang on to one of those columns right there? Oh, I'm going to just take a nap out here. Okay. <laughs> and so. we all will find a nice place to nap as Iris, noticing that Odilla is going inside, will just hop close by. Hop, hop, hop. Yeah, I was like, she better not hop on Odilla's shoulder because she's not good at it. Um, so the Temple of, of Agma is a small, well-built stone building, and uh, in front of you, you see cornices with with uh, stone gargoyles looking down at you, very very protective of their particular corner of of the world. But the door opens with a with a uh, not at all ominous creak. <laughs> <laughs> And inside it is, um, it is not a large building. So there, there is, there are, there are um, bookshelves lining every wall as befits the, the, uh, the temple of the God of knowledge. And in the center is, is, is an altar when there are chairs and benches arranged around it. This seems more like uh, a reading room than a temple that you would recognize normally as such. And off to one side are a few people, uh, one of whom is wearing the, the robes that, um, the symbol matches the, the symbol on the door. So you can guess that this person is a, a priest. Cleric unknown, certainly a priest though. <clears throat> and- uh, oh, I, no, continue, please. It's fine. Uh, he is, he, he's standing over there, dressed in his, in his vestments, chatting with two or three other, other people. And one of them looks like the, the person that was described to you as Ilarion. Okay. Um, Odilla will try, um, I mean, she's not necessarily trying to hide herself, but she wants to get near and eavesdrop essentially mm -hmm. to listen to their conversation. So she'll do it in a way, um, if she can stay hidden, fine. If not, she wants to do it in a way that makes it seem like she's busy doing something else, but she's mm -hmm. at least close enough to hear them. Well, so when, when, when the door opened, the person in the vestments did glance over because they're, they are the keeper of this particular temple and there's <clears throat> not a lot of places to hide. So, yeah. Uh, they, they look over at you and, um, give you a little nod of greeting. Um, so she'll nod back. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And maybe it's just as simple as like sitting on a bench, looking reverently at the altar, um, in a way that's close enough to try to overhear the conversation. Okay. Um, that, that particular priest looks like they, they might come over and talk to you when you seem to be approaching them, but then sees you sit on one of the benches and take a reverent position and just nods a little bit, but is definitely like, you know, you know, how, how, how like servers at a restaurant will, will, will be chatting, but keep an eye on their tables out of the corner of their eye, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Why do I have restaurant imagery in my head today? Hungry. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> But they, they are still continuing to chat and uh, give me a perception check. Yeah, and as Odilla is weaving her way through, uh, mm -hmm. um, Iris will be following behind or very close to. And are, are these benches, do they have bottoms or are they more like church pews where they tend to be more of a solid thing that 
like on the bottom? Mm-hmm. Um, they they tend to be a little bit there. So there's there's a mishmash of them in the back. There's ones that have like backs to them and are and are more of one solid piece. And then closer to the altar, they're more like uh, benches that you'd find around a long uh, dining table. Mm-hmm. And as Odilla begins to find her way to her seat, Iris is going to find find the pathways that can s- sneakily get closer. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, uh, so Adilla's perception was 25. Okay. Yeah. You are, you're hearing everything that they're talking about. It, um, it sounds like they're discussing, um, little minutia of the history of, of Toral. So, uh, Yularion is avidly recounting things that they have read recently. Um, it's an excellent history lesson. But not a great deal more beyond that. Like, they are very clearly sharing things that they have learned. They mentioned being being in Waterdeep, but um, it sounds like they haven't been there in a little while. Um, okay. And uh, Wuya, can you please give me a, a stealth check for Iris? Oh. Okay. That is a six. Okay. Wow, feathers are really useful in staying quiet. Like this thing's just like clack, clack, <laughs> clack. Yeah. Um, the 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 uh, the priest did not roll particularly well either, but rolled a little bit uh, enough better than that to like <laughs> up and looking around and kind of like not not saying anything, but definitely like what is that sound? Kind Odilla of starts wrapping her finger. Odilla hears that and just goes like this and starts wrapping her fingers on the bench to cover the sound. What happens if the cleric turns undead? Question. Um, and, and so the, the priest looks over at you, uh, Odilla, and notices your fingers doing that and kind of frowns a little bit, but lets it go. Pardon a, a bad habit of mine. Ah, uh, yes, of course. And turns back to conversation. Has Iris gotten to a position that is pretty darn close? Mm, okay. Um, I mean, you you hear the same thing that that Odilla does. That that Eulerion uh, uh, is holding forth in that way that uh, scholars tend to where if you don't shut them up now and again, they will just keep going for mm. several hours. Anything interesting on their person? Um, let me just double check. Uh, they seem to be dressed in um, tunic and trousers with like a robe over it, more like, like, a, like a traveling robe. You get the impression that they might be from somewhere a little bit warmer. So it's a little bit, a little bit chilly here for them. Um, but overall, they, they look like a traveling scholar. Any, any particular markers, any jewelry, any? Is there anything in particular that you're looking for? Uh, just anything that makes them seem more than they are. I don't know if like a necklace, any rings, mm-hmm. anything that pops out as like, oh, that, that might be interesting. 
Okay. Um, they do not appear to have a great deal of money, so they're not wearing a lot of jewelry or anything like that. They do seem to be wearing a symbol of Agma around their their uh, around their neck on a leather thong. Um, but it doesn't strike you as being like a holy symbol. It's more like a Christian would wear a cross. Mm. So once she's felt like she's not going to get any more information, Odella will get up, maybe go up to the altar, make, you know, finish the charade of... Make a religion roll. You like the wrong candle. She's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Is this what I... Is is this what I do? Um, Wait, actually, yeah, let me me make a roll for that. (laughs) That would be an eight. She's trying to rack her brain of any time she's been in any type of temple of anything to like try to copy what she remembers people doing in a temple. Was left? Was it? (laughs) I don't. I I don't know. And the the priest comes over and has and uh, the the priest like looks over at you and then sort of glides in your direction. This is not someone who necessarily like you know. They're, they're very smooth and controlled in their movements. And uh, it comes over to you. I'm afraid I'm new to all of this, but being in a place like Candlekeep, I was just so inspired. It seemed like there was a higher being I, I had to thank for this wealth of beautiful knowledge available here. Well, and Anagma happily welcomes the the appreciation of all even those who do not usually follow him here and he'll he'll indicate uh candle and incense you light the incense and then you use it to light the candle and you place the incense in front of the candle well i thank you for your help and i'm so sorry for any disturbances i've caused during my visit here we we get all manner uh, through through Candlekeep, uh, those who those who follow the the ways of knowledge are often eccentric at best. And then he looks at an undead bird. <laughs> <laughs> undead bird that's just trying so... to like go through the pews. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if Odell ever hears any clacking, she'll like just suddenly get louder <laughs> while she's speaking <laughs> to the priest. <laughs> It was the incense? Is that what <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Roll me one more stealth check for Iris, please. <laughs> God. Physical comedy. And eight. Well, it's getting better. <laughs> Slightly better. So yes, the, the, the priest does seem to be like he'll he'll like pause every now and again and then like twitch his head sideways, but he's he's you know. He is doing his work as, as, a, as a follower of his God, passing knowledge along and, and occasionally noting this weird clacking sound and a bird running inside of a pew. Yeah, I think Odula will at least wait until she, if she can see Iris, until she sees Iris leave, or at least until she stops hearing the clacking. Your passive perception is more than high enough to know exactly yeah. where that bird is at all freaking times. <laughs> Yeah, I figured. So no, noting the the general uh, uh, demeanor of people going around with Iris moving about, um, almost out of nowhere, the clacking goes clack, 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 and just stops. Okay. Did the birds start flying or are they gone? 
oh, uh, uh, basically we all call them that. Ah, okay. So yes, the clacking does eventually stop. I'm sure that every sound of it was was like fingernails on Odilla's internal chalkboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she'll do her incense candle. We should give a nod. Mm-hmm. Kind of, as soon as the priest leaves, she'll kind of roll her eyes, do the incense candle, stay there for what seems like a reasonable amount of time, and then kind of just leave the temple. Okay. While while you're lighting the candle, it does flare a little bit before settling into uh, its its regular flame like pattern in a way that's like, hmm. Is there a little bit of, of like flash powder on it? Hard to say. Got it. Okay. And then they you pump oxygen it. into the temple. <laughs> and you make your way back out of the temple. Yep. All right. So I'll check in with Uya. Uh-huh. Uh, you know. You really got to try and work on that. Okay. I know you're all bones and stuff, but it's just like, people are going to notice. And I know you like this, but like, if, if you can't be quiet, we're going to have to go with different form. Okay. Yeah. Perhaps you might get some padding for that skeletal bird of yours. Wearing socks. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That's I bet you anything, Mr. Moore has a lot of socks. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, perhaps we might uh, reconvene with our companions. Uh, I have another book we need to check out. Oh, for sure. Okay, so if he does come out, just let me know where he's going, okay? And then I send Iris up, and you can watch as she perches right on the top of the temple, looking straight down at the end. Like, she's kind of like holding the position there. Okay, well, that, that was good thinking, Wooyah. All right, so we'll switch back over to the people who are at the hearth waiting waiting for books. Um, it does take a little bit for the avowed to to come back, uh, but when, but when she does, she kind of scurries in, looks around. Ah, there you are. And she's carrying a small stack of books, and comes over, plops them down on on the table. Right. So, advanced transmutation doing, and ha- and hands that one to you, uh, and this. Book. So there isn't, as far as we know, because not all, all the contents of the books have been cataloged, but think, based on what you said, this might be the book that had that might talk about these gigawatts, whatever, whatever they're called. So it might, it, it's going to be in one of these two books, probably, and pulls them off, hands them, it holds them out to whoever will take them. A fiend folio. Oh, I did not. My brother has a copy of that. I should have looked at it. Your brother's in that. <laughs> I mean, yes, but <laughs> um, and then oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, the the third place where the uh, where the where the book transformed happened to be in one of the towers. Uh, it, luckily, luckily for the for the person who had it in their stack, it wasn't in one of the rooms proper. It was actually while they were being led to a room, and I guess that they dropped it or something, and it turned into the ectoplasm in the corridor. Which so. tower? Uh, the near east one, I think. Curious. Who was it that had it in their stack? Do you happen to know? Oof. 
I don't. That was the one about the warlock who worships the dark between the stars. Yes, um, yes, the dark hunger. Yeah, 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 yeah. I we don't, I, I don't I don't have records of who checked that one out, but there was there was kind of a weedy looking fellow who, who who might have had something like that at about that time. Interesting. Um, if you get an opportunity to look into that, we would much appreciate it if you could direct us no real rush we've got some other avenues to pursue in the meantime hmm. but uh it would be very much appreciated all right i'll see what i can do um okay. i I, w- I wouldn't hold your breath though because that kind of information is a lot harder to get indeed uh but you you said the the near east tower so perhaps i can go inquire over there see if anybody saw anything sure 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 I remember i remember once there was a really big storm over there and then we call, we call it the nor'easter wouldn't that be the northeastern tower, though? The one that's kind of in between that and the north? Dewey has his own way of naming things. I have noticed. Is it really called the more southern than the northern tower? Because that seems just like a mouthful. I believe it's the war between the states tower, my love. Whoa! <laughs> now, sh- Angel, that's what we call family reunions at my house. That is the war of status. Isn't it just, though? Your house must be fascinating. No, all the towers actually have names. We just sort of nickname them. Understandable. Because, I mean, who who wants to try to remember, you know, Bartlett Hall? Or, that's boring. That's exactly what we do for all my cousins, too. It's much easier to refer to them by their physical, uh, you know, disadvantages. Or advantages. Hmm. Depends on how you look at it. Right. Is there face McGee is uh anyway, what? (laughs) Is there anything else that I can help find for your house? Uh I think we're fine for right now. Thank you so much. Uh uh, if you uh once you get off your shift, uh stop by the uh club scepter and we'll make sure to take care of you. Hmm? Ooh, I've I've heard about this club. It sounds like uh quite a time. I would I would love to actually. Yes, thank you. Oh yeah, please do stop on by. Well, excellent. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. All right, I will see you next time. And she's gone. Yep. <laughs> so um, you, you, you all can start flipping through books. Anyone who is looking through them can give me an investigation or an arcana check at your discretion. Not much of a reader, but I'm an investigator. So you are. That is a 19. Nineteen. As I flip through the Fiend Folio. I love that you actually have that. That makes me so happy. Uh, Sabachthani wow. is just gonna like go get some no. bourbon coffee that is just bourbon with no coffee and like half read over Lester's shoulder. Mm-hmm. She will yeah. also get him a drink, obviously. Of course. Do you have about you? What'd you get? 16 Arcana. Okay. So you are looking through uh, the, the book on advanced transmutation and I mean, it is very advanced. You can, it's, it's like reading a book in a language that you're conversational in, but not fluent in. You understand seven out of every 10 words and can kind of piece together what they mean. Um, but this is very advanced. Um, that said, though, you do start seeing a few things about, um, you know, the, the 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 search for for alchemy transforming lead into gold of course because that has been the true pursuit of knowledge for thousands of years no one's gotten there um you also see a little bit about um 
you don't see anything about creating creatures like the Gigawatsit, but you do start to see things about, you know, tapping on the idea of creating something like mimics. There's nothing in, in any sort of detail, but you, with, with that check, you do catch the word mimic and are like, hmm, this leads to this, this here and here. You read string a little bit because you are quite intelligent and you, you, you reckon that people have been trying to work on the idea of creating something like mimics, which occur naturally. Well, for a given value. And then, um, okay. I, and then I wanted to, to look through either of the uh, other two books mm-hmm. to see if there's anything, any like starting, startings of arcane writings or like spell. Mm, okay. The, so you're how they about- got it into the, into book four. So you're you're looking for actual like rituals and things and things well, or, or concepts that would lead me to help introduce a spell to turn something into a book. Okay, got it. Um, so you take one of one of the the two books that Lester is looking through. Um, Lester with a nineteen, uh, you do find buried in the back of one of these things in a handwritten note that was kind of stuck between the pages a reference to a creature that was called a giggy question mark <laughs> that pretty much matches the description of what Sabachthani described, a, a three-foot ectoplasm ball that can turn into an inanimate object and a small creature. Um, there is no information about how it's created, just that it is, that it is a, an aberration that is created, not, not grown, basically. But it's an aberration, not a construct. Correct. It is an aberration. Um, and reading reading about it, they actually have some information in here. So I'll go ahead and just read you what they have. Uh, a gigam watsit is a peculiar form of life created by a spell or a ritual. The magic that brings it into being draws on spirit energy from the ethereal plane to give the, the gigam watsit its true form. That of a luminous, but not too bright, sphere of ectoplasm roughly three feet in diameter. A newly formed Gigam Watson for, appears as near to its creator as possible and follows its creator's, creator's command without question, using telepathy to communicate. And when when you reference that, Sabakthani, you remember that that creature was like pounding on your brain trying to communicate. Um, it can assume two other forms, which you already knew. Uh, one is an exact... One is an exact duplicate of a tiny non-magical object that its creator is wearing or carrying. So you can extrapolate from that that each of these books do exist and actually had to be used as like focus for the for this creation so wait he has to be carrying the book for carrying carrying or holding yes so i mean this is within close proximity of these particular books um and the gigam what's it feeds on the life energy of other creatures and must do so fairly regularly but obeys its command its uh, creator in all things Perhaps we should see if these titles are in the library in Club Scepter. Oh, that is an excellent idea. We could uh, check on the chained library. This seems like the sort of mm. thing that you might chain to a bookshelf. It does that. All right. And, and uh, Dewey, when, when you were looking through through the other book, you hear them talking about the, the Gig and What's It and what mm-hmm. uh, Lester found, found in there. For a creature like this that is created, you would assume that there would be some sort of like arcane trail. 
So this absence is interesting. The fact that there is no arcane trail or any, any notes even about how this thing is made. The fact that it is completely missing is telling. Okay. I don't know what it's telling me, though. <laughs> uh, Angel, Dewey, um, based on this information, that whoever created these things must have copies of the original books that they uh, modeled themselves after in their possession, does it seem like this is someone who might be within the walls of Candlekeep themselves? Or do we think perhaps there is some sort of, I don't know classically hermit-like grizzled wizard tucked up in a tower somewhere creating shenanigans and then sending them here to cause a ruckus. Not well, like Rusty's ruckus, but like uh, this sort I of mean, situation. The module is called Candlekeep Mysteries, my love, so I'm guessing we are not traveling. Darling, have you been reading that bizarre book you found up in the corner again? I've told you it's a work of fiction. The, the time activity. And- any resemblance to persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. But what's interesting about that is they created this thing in here, theoretically, and then they had to give them to people who were outside. That is well, to bring point. in. Then the sages happens. said that these books were not in, in the collection. So they the, the these books, the originals, are outside Candlekeep. Well, I mean, again, there are, I mean, we have Club Scepter where there are a number of books that are not in Candlekeep's collection. So, but you, you know, were, but, in, but you were told that, that, that they were used to gain admittance into Candlekeep. Yeah, yeah. They, the books somehow did, if they were created here, they got out somehow. But it seems like they were, they creating them elsewhere would be a lot simpler. And also, if they were in here, that would mean that it is, they were brought in here by someone who did not turn them in to the avowed, so they were not logged into the collection. So, ergo, they are probably outside the walls. Hmm. And I mean, we have tested that extra-dimensional spaces are no match for the magics of Candlekeep, as vis-a-vis the copy of uh, Macaroniot. Quiet. which was returned, but interestingly returned to Club Scepter. Indeed, indeed. Despite it not being catalogued there. <laughs> well, maybe you just haven't found the catalog for Club Scepter. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Uh, do we, I mean, do we think yes. that these, uh, I regret saying that. <laughs> Do we believe? No. Do we again? No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> is there a belief amongst us? Uh, yeah, yes, there yes. we are. Uh, collectively, is it possible that these folks, the folks who brought the books here, were not, uh, we, we, I mean, we should ask where they got the books. That is going to be one of my first questions once Ms. Vala uh, arrives for lunch, which should be there shortly. I actually, I actually heard um, some of the other people that came through. So there's this, um, there's this, this place in in Baldur's Gate that sells books that are guaranteed admittance. Um, although sometimes I, I hear that they're stolen on the way here, and it's that just a racket. Sounds like exactly the sort of thing that your family or mine would be involved with, doesn't it, Angel? Maybe I should write to my brother and see if he knows anything about this. Of course, that would involve talking to the brother. other one. No, the older brother, the ah. wizard. 
Hook knows. Don't let him hear you call that. Yeah. At this point, Odilla probably in Wuya. Yeah. So I hope that we have found something interesting. Very much so. We have some uh, information on the Ging Watsons. They were created. They are created, and the creator must have, must be holding the item that they, uh, that it can turn into. So whoever created these things had possession of these books. Of the real copy of the books. Presumably. Oh, it, too bad there's no way that we could, like, I don't know, locate those books somehow. Because <laughs> then they would be, you know, next to the, the bad guy or girl or person or whatever is this. Well, do they, they just have to hold them to cr- first create the creature. Is that correct? But then do you think they're going to throw away valuable books like that? No, 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 not necessarily. Les made his arcana rule. Uh, but if we used a spell like that, we, we wouldn't be able to specify which one we were locating. It would merely be the closest one. Hmm. Um, is the uh, nice avowed helper around or have they left the group? Uh, she, she will be coming back to join us at Club Septa at some point this evening, if not sooner. Uh, perhaps There's always another I should go f- Yeah, perhaps I should go find another avowed. <laughs> and uh, Adela will stop the first avowed that she comes across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, 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 there's a, a, a young, uh, youngish looking halfling who's, who's trotting across the, uh, the court of air and looks up at you. Yes, how can I help you? Uh, yes, I need a book, really any book on the subject of Toro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see what they bring you. <laughs> you. You want me to just like throw a stick at the section? There's a rather large section. Is it an atlas? Wow. <laughs> you look very knowledgeable. Maybe maybe you look at a book that an expert in tour will be excited to see. Oh. Okay, that does narrow it down. Mm-hmm. So advanced information about Torah or like lesser known information like a 15 facts you never knew about Torah type of thing mystical mm-hmm. like the bane of candle keep probably probably something about chult not a lot of people know about chult all right i'll be back when in doubt okay. say the day ones are there red, are there <laughs> that would be the opposite end of I the went clear the opposite direction because I knew you would say the Dalens are there red wizards of Fey here where are the Zintarum don't say that out loud you know if you say it out loud three times they tend to just show up and I do not feel like calling my mother about that again red wizard of Fey red wizard of Fey uh, how are we doing on time is there anything that shows us time in this courtyard <laughs> Well, you see I mean, the sun. <laughs> yeah, the movement of, of, of the sun is the best indication of, of actual time in the... Oh, how refreshing. Area. We can see the sun in this location. Yeah. Tell time off so, of it. Odilla will look up at the sun to try to gauge what time it is. It is 
it is it, it's been about an hour that you've been working on this so it's i mean in, in our in our time clock it's probably running about 10 30 toward 11. okay so we still got some time before we speak well you've got you've you've got two potential appointments and valor looks like she, she if you're outside valor looks like she might be coming down off that ladder here pretty soon okay well uh, let's have some lunch and talk with the uh, arufa and as you say that the door opens and in walks the roofer in question she is she's not tall for for a tiefling she's certainly shorter than sabachthani uh even without the heels but she carries herself like like like, like someone who is significantly taller than she is and well aware that she can deal with all y'all if necessary and I think we as a group have ordered like one of a variety of different alcoholic drinks. <laughs> and literally it's like, pick your poison. <laughs> She'll look over and see Sabachthani and nod and come over and just like, <sighs> getting close to being done at least. I recommend the juleps. They're quite good. Oh, well. All right. And she'll reach out and take one of them. All right. Ask your questions. Hey, let's just uh, rip the band-aid off, as it were. Uh, yes. You entered here with a uh, book called The Dark Hunger? Yep, that one was mine. Where did you get that book in particular? Uh, I purchased that book in Baldur's Gate. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought it oh, 20 days ago, something like that. I got here 13 days ago. Ah. And were you accosted on your way from Baldur's Gate to here by brigands or bandits or anything trying to take the book from you? No, but I don't tend to be. People tend, to, people tend to leave me alone. Why are you purple? And why is she white? It, it, uh, Odilla kicks Odilla <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. Kid, that mouth of yours is going to get you killed if you're not careful. I do mm. apologize. He's a child. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I thought we were going to go with the hard questions. Yeah. The well, hard I questions would... relevant to our investigation, oh. Wuya, not personal information. Why uh, did you? Why did you pick that book? Yes. It was expensive, and they, the, the stallkeeper said that it was uh, very uncommon. And then when I indicated that I was coming to Candlekeep, they said that that might be, uh, there would very likely be a book that would get me through the door. Of course, it's always, to, it's always hard to, it's they, always hard to know what exactly Candlekeep has at any given time, unless you're one of them, but they were pretty sure. So you made it clear to them that you were trying to purchase a book for explicitly to enter Candlekeep. That was your reasoning for buying a book from them. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, and they selected it for you based on that information. No, I had three or four books that I was looking at as, as possibilities. And uh, one of them said that that book was certainly in the, in the, in the, in the keep because it's well known. That one probably was, they weren't sure about the other two and I picked one of them. And the merchant's name? Oh, gods of all stars. What was their name? Um, 
I, I didn't stay. So they, they were up in the wide, uh, the mm-hmm. great big market area up in the upper city of Baldur's Gate. I did not like that place. So I didn't stick around very long. Didn't catch the name. When you purchased the book, did mm-hmm. it ever leave your possession? Nope. Kept it on me at all times. Mm-hmm. Did you, were any of the other books, the Fallen Tethan? Tethamal. Or Yalarian? No, that's a person. Mazafroth's mighty digressions. Either of those ring a bell? I do think I saw Mazafroth's mighty digressions. That was beyond my my pay grade. I but I think I saw it's a weird book. Looks like it was sewn together by someone who didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Mm, That's the one. I I noticed it, but it was placed on like a one of the, one of those display stands. Oh yes, yes. It was it was very clearly something that was very expensive. So we're, mm-hmm. we're sorry. Were they selling just books to anyone, or just people coming to Candle King? Oh, to everyone. That that stall was pretty busy, actually. People coming and going while I was making selections. Nice folks, though. I remember that they were. I mean, they they seemed a little. I mean. A little clickish, I guess is the right word, but they were pleasant enough, I guess. There are multiple? Yes, multiple people running the, the booth. I do remember that. I wonder where they get their books. Did, hmm. How was the dog on good? Do you remember how it was displayed? Uh, I mean, it was one of the more expensive books. Um, it was about, it was, it was 150 gold. It was not a cheap book. But it wasn't it, it wasn't in a display case like uh, Mazafroth's. It was in a it was in a cedar box. I remember that because of the smell. Uh, it wasn't you know it was it was on display, but it wasn't like you know take this and take this into Candlekeep and cause cause mischief. Oh snap! Although that's a fine title for a book. You know, if someone ever wanted to write that. <laughs> Um, if it's not too personal, uh, what what particular subjects did you come to Candlekeep to study? Hmm. And she'll actually look at uh, look at Odilla and kind of glance glance her up and down and be like, "Well, I'm a bounty hunter, and without revealing too much about my sources." Uh, I have a very difficult target that I'm trying to find. Ah. And I thought Candlekeep would have some information on them. I thought, I thought it, hmm, I believed it strongly enough that I paid them, I paid out the money for it. Well, that Maybe is. Can help. What's their name? Sorry, kid. Oh. But what if I know? You probably don't. Well, I'm eight years old. That's like, that's eight years of like, well, maybe like six, three, four, four, four years, four years, like knowing and meeting people. Fantastic. I've had 20 years in by, by that reckoning of knowing and meeting people. Spock well, is going to reach just a number. Spock is going to reach over into like Lester's vest pocket and pull out like a calling card, like a super fancy, like way too ornate calling card and just slide it to her and be like, if you ever need a source, I'm 300 years old and know some people who know some people. And she'll take You've it. You've been very helpful. Thank you. 
And she'll take it and look it back in front, kind of make a not quite an impressed face because this is someone who is generally just too no to be impressed, but she does slip it away into her belt pouch. Well, I mean, like, think about it like this. Like, you have 20 years of knowing people and that's your group of people. And then Safakthani's got 300 years of knowing people. That's 320 years. And then with my four years, I've definitely met more, like, different people than you have. So then you would have 324 Kid, Years. have you have you ever heard the term uh them the saying loose lips sink ships? No, I'm sure not. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have a very expensive bounty that I am chasing down, and I got some of the information that I'm looking for, but I'm not going to go spreading it around because then I'll lose out on it if you open your big fat yap in front of someone else who's looking. Does the name Yalarian mean anything to you? Oh, that's the other poor bastard who who uh, had his book turned, didn't it? I heard about that. People talk right under my roof. I hear all sorts of things. I can imagine that is an excellent place to gather information. So yeah. perhaps yeah. this wasn't entirely detrimental, even if it was highly unpleasant. Mm, unpleasant is definitely the right word. I'm a fighter, not a roofer. Yes. Well, on a, perhaps a more pleasant note, please order whatever you like. Send it uh, on the uh, tab to our room. You're very kind, Doctor. Thank you. Right, anything else that's not from the, 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 the yappy kid? Uh, Dewey is going to approach once like, he can do so privately. Mm, okay. So she'll she'll look After around. The roof. <laughs> she'll she'll look around at that at the group and be like, well, if you don't mind, I prefer to eat by myself. Yeah, and then once she's separated, I'll walk over there. Oh, I forgot one thing, and then walk over. Seventeen-year-old and... Columbo. Oh, it's just one more thing. <laughs> He's not even seventeen. Fifteen. Uh, I, I'm going to. And she just she just looks at you with the raised eyebrow from hell. Those are so, lovely shoes. Yes. Uh, no, because uh, because uh, you're looking for a bounty. I don't want to ask anything about it, but I do want to ask, it wasn't uh, Davina or David Demetite, was it? Thomas, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, those, those those names don't ring a bell. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Sorry, check that. What? Poor <laughs> Dewey. Uh, you should get a long sword because they're way better than short swords. Okay, goodbye. I have a long sword. It's not good for roofing. <laughs> As opposed to short swords. Excellent for roofing. <laughs> they don't trip you when you're on the roof um so yes as as dewey rejoins the the group and you all settle in for lunch the door opens for for the the hearth and in walks a gith zarai and dewey you've only seen them i mean you, you you see them often enough to know their eating habits but you have never interacted with the zir og though you recognize oh. him at on site that's a gift uh, but before we get to that, when, when Dewey got up and ran over or, and went over, he left his notebook open and you can, 
and if anybody kind of looked over, you would see that there's a small little section that says to-do list. And then it says, right, uh, uh, causing a ruckus in Candlekeep. <laughs> and you are certainly adept at that. So the, 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 uh, the Githzerai walks into the tavern. <laughs> I think Ezra's trying to show us it. I have the page. Wow, they're nine hit dice. Mm. <laughs> get the Ryan, get the Yankee are no freaking joke. Maybe let's not start a fight first thing. <laughs> yeah. Especially since this one is a master sage. Uh, but on that note, we're going to go to break a bit late. I apologize. Careful, they've got a psionic ability of 250. Mm, I have a cousin who does that too. Man, back in the day when psi things were still really a thing. Right? Treasure type A. Mm. All right, so we'll be back as soon as six people can use six bathrooms. Uh, Stick around. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swords and Sages. We left off as our group was about to meet another of the great readers. Uh, but I believe, Tom, Tom uh, did something come in while we were on break, Thomas? We did, in fact, have uh, 500 bits came in from an, um, an anonymous cheerer. Well, so thank you for those 500 thank bits. Thank you very much. Um, was it specified? If it, if it wasn't specified, it's to you. That All right, is, let's yay. spend the rest of this episode figuring out who that was. <gasps> it's got to be somebody who is watching. Right. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm going to say... Somebody who's uh, in chat. because uh, Rachel, was that you? Nope. <laughs> nope, it wasn't Rachel. <laughs> so 30. We got 30. That's one person. Off the list. <laughs> your, your, your investigative skills know no beginnings. There's <laughs> Bomb Clancy. I'm sure of it. Ah. Uh, that seems possible. Reign of Terror. <laughs> She's not Why even is she even here? We don't have any giveaways. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like how so, many bits trigger a giveaway? Azir Og, huh? <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag Lauren got time for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to solve this mystery, guys. I love you. Hashtag Laura's in a different show. <laughs> I think Laura's the only one who showed up for the show is really what happened here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think Laura did not realize what happens when you get four DMs together or four GMs together into a game. Yeah, this <laughs> this has been new. <laughs> yep. So yes, Vizier Ag come, comes in, it comes into the hearth and um you know, goes goes over to the table that they always sit at. It sits down. Hands folded very neatly on the table in front of them, and an avowed comes over seconds later with, "It looks like food. Probably, maybe. It's not something that you would particularly well. Sabachthani might, but no one else would would really want to eat this. Whatever it is." And they sit there and begin to eat. Timbles your stepmother's ambrosia salad. 
Although it's moving um, less. So I know we want to speak to this great reader about aberrations. It seems from your research, we have confirmed that the gigawatsum or whatever is an aberration. Um, I don't, but looking at his demeanor, I don't think a group interrogation might go over well with him. So who do we think might be the best person to approach? I think is we there just any... send Wu over there. We send yeah, at this point, Wu Yao um, already scooted out his chair and started <laughs> walking over. Can I make um, a dex check to try and grab his back? <laughs> yeah, I think we both we back both do. Sure. <laughs> yes, uh, anyone anyone who would like to. All right, I will say this: anyone who would like to can make it make a dex check to try to grab Wu Ya. But the more people do it, the higher the DC is going to be because we trip it over each other. Oh, I rolled pretty well. I mean, if they're going for my backpack, go for my backpack. Go for it. I got. Um, a- 21 and it, do you want me to roll an acrobatics yes acrobatics or athletics whichever you prefer because we'll consider this a grapple okay. uh ezra you got you said a 21 and james 17 yeah you're you you get grabbed and pulled pulled back a little i'm going to slip out of my backpack and move over <laughs> i open his backpack <laughs> Can Odilla then get up and try to grab it? Yes. God damn it. Let me go. (laughs) (laughs) If you made yourself more trustworthy previously, we wouldn't care. What am I what am I checking? Uh, you are doing a, I'm, I'm going to say an acrobatics check because oh. it's, instead of athletics, and then you can counter with acrobatics or athletics as you wish. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I got a 22. This is, this is a grapple, but it's also a more dexterous based grapple. Okay. Okay. <laughs> As she grabs me, I will. <laughs> Wait a minute. Stocky grasp. Emergency seal. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. No. I will you. Adela, or, oh yeah, let me mention that. As she grabs you, she also comes up and just puts a dagger right in front of her face. I will cast cause fear on Odilla. <laughs> oh, uh, cast oh. what? I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh my gosh. We have party conflict. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Oh no. 22. Son of a bitch. (laughs) I haven't switched dice for that one. (laughs) So you will like hear some mumbling of words that just like enter your brain and you just stare at me as I'm like almost hissing at you. I'm like, like a cat. Like, uh, Wuya, I need you to make a. Already the imp party fighting. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? I don't think there's a save for this. <laughs> oh, I'm going to cast sleep on you. You know, if I kill him, Wait. I get extra hit points. <laughs> So what are his hit points, though? You know how sleep works, right? Yeah, what are Leon's hit points? We're all gonna gonna die. (laughs) No, it's a range of 90 feet. Yeah, but you're you're gonna sleep that many people. It's like a circle of (laughs) what? We're all in it. Let's be honest. (laughs) Well, who has the least amount of hit points? I mean, Odilla's definitely going to sleep, too. It's whoever has the least amount of hit points will fall asleep first. 
Okay. So you are casting slave. What if it's yourself? Can you, can you be <laughs> in that too? <laughs> how big is that circle there, buddy? <laughs> oh dear. You know what? I'm not gonna cast it. I'll <laughs> yeah, just I say, say, I'm, about, I'm have... about to. And you know, but and and Bully is just okay. power actually, walk. I'm like, nah, actually, I want to see how this um, plays out. I will tell you, you can choose. It says creatures within 20 feet of a point you choose within range are affected in ascending order of their current hit points. So the hearth is not very big, but you could probably get <laughs> Wuya and not your table, but you will ca- catch Odilla in that crossfire. I'll just no, I'll just let it go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, like he starts to put his hands up. I say, the the sword lady's got it. <laughs> <laughs> Wuya. I do appreciate your initiative, and but perhaps we might um, kind of test out what your questions might be first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm envisioning like they're like five feet away from the table. Yeah, <laughs> they were going. You know, the guy's just sitting. Yeah, there. I was gonna say no, no, no. Adele's gonna drag him maybe to another uh, a quarter, a little further away. Let's maybe do a practice round. And Odilla will put a very serious look on her face, try to <laughs> impersonate Vizier Og. Okay. As you put me down, I will gather myself, look you in the eye, and I will cast sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Messed up. <laughs> Um, you recognize that you are also in this circle, right? Well, I mean, like, if I can just put it, like, you know, right in front of it. It is, it is, it is within 20 feet of, of a point that you choose. Okay, so, like, you know. So you're going <laughs> to set it, like, 20 feet, like, 25 feet behind her, knowing that you're going to catch pretty much everyone else in the hearth. I will put it up towards the ceiling. <laughs> that The hearth ceiling is not 20 feet high. God damn it. Okay, wait. So I will make these mental calculations. Yeah, I want you to try it. And I just secure it right the person drop behind me. But I do get wait, wait, wait. We said wait, what okay. You choose a point. Read read, read the wording of the spell because it creatures is creatures within is, 20 feet of point you choose within range. Yeah, you choose the point, but not the creatures. Uh, and it's I just every, want to put it out again. In there. If I kill him, I get bonus hit points. <laughs> Okay, okay. So I would know how this spell works. You you would know how this spell works. Which is why I said pause and look at that for a second. I don't have to kill him. I just have to reduce him to zero hit points. It's like sleep. Okay. <laughs> okay. In that case, I will. Okay. I should do that every morning. I should just kill you. <laughs> Get my extra hit points. Do it, do it. Worst way to get 10 hit points I've ever heard of. Or genius. Well, yeah, yeah, you had a very interesting look on your eye and very suspicious. So don't not even try anything. (laughs) Remember that uh, whatever you might try is temporary, but daggers are permanent. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's the episode title. They are perhaps forever, one might say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, death is for certain. It is. Uh-huh. But yes, 
So, you know how we were talking, Odilla, about how um, I have not been getting what I've wanted here. Yes. And I say this in a very hushed voice. Mm-hmm. He's the one who's going to help me out. I think. Okay, but you do remember that we also need him for our current investigation, which is paying for our stay here as well as your extended stay here. Certainly, but I'm pretty sure um, approaching in a way of mutual interest as opposed to asking, hey, can you help us immediately off the bat might be more appropriate noticing his demeanor. Okay, well, um, you understand that the way you've approached questioning in the past has not instilled confidence in any of us that, um, you know, your person you will be questioning would be open to answering your questions. So that's why I was just wondering if we could do a little bit of a practice run or we, you could just walk me through your intended approach. Intended approach, okay. First of all, I would make sure I am within eye view. Uh, I would make sure I am within eye view of Vizier Og and gently wave towards them and being like, hey, can I join you at the table here? And if they indicate I can, I would join them. And if I, they indicate I could not, I would not join them. Okay. Do you gesture um, back toward the table as you're saying this? Me? Yes. No. Okay. I'm just talking directly towards Odella right now. Curious. Okay. And I'm very curious. He does, he seems like a very serious being and perhaps might not take an eight-year-old seriously. But if he does, you are going to be maybe a little calmer in your questioning than you have been. I would probably approach and see what, um, their local or their uh, latest uh, investigations on particular subjects, the undead aberrations, you know, their general courses of study, I would uh, inquire about them and see what has been the latest, because as with many sage types, they do tend to like to talk about their research more often than not. If not, if he's looking for some general conversation or some just back and forth about different subjects, I would continue the banter until we got to a comfortable point at which we could engage in a more direct um, inquiry of knowledge that is necessary. Uh, and she's just going to sigh and against her better judgments. We'll just nod. Okay, give it a try. <laughs> but she will much uh, like she just did in the temple. We'll try to hang nearby in a way that she can overhear the conversation. So when the two of you turn to look at the table, uh, Sabachthani is already sitting there. And uh, Odilla lets out a sigh of relief at that sight. <laughs> I, I like toast my glass. Jesus, <laughs> dead serious. Lady Benavir and I have been exchanging private chat messages. This is one of the oh, things yeah. we like about still being on this Zoom. Is, where she's like, "Can I just yeah, go?" Over say, there? Well, this is well, the one beauty about Zoom. 
playing. Full, full disclosure, I messaged the DM and asked if while the fight was happening at my table, I could go over. I rolled a stealth check. It was higher than anybody's passive perception and nobody was specifically looking at me. And I stood politely and waited to catch the eye of uh, Xerog and uh, hopefully get invited to sit down. Maybe it's this drink, but I feel sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes, when, uh, when you caught Vizier Og's eye, he, he he looks up from from his food, looks down again, considers for a moment, and you feel kind of a pressure again against against your your uh, against your brain. Not like a hard pressure, but a gentle tap tap. I will relax. I will relax and sort of like I I presume I have probably been around people in my life before who have done like message type spells. Mm -hmm. So I'll sort of relax to allow him in if that's what he's trying to do. And that is essentially what, what Show he's good trying faith. to do. Yeah. And, and, and as, and as you're, as you relax your shield, so, so to speak, you hear a very quiet, wispy sort of voice. You travel with odd company, devil, ch devil's child. I have been told that before. I do apologize for troubling you. I was wondering if I might take a minute or two of your precious time to inquire about an area of your expertise that we are involved with. And he looks very pointedly down at his food and drink and then back up at you and then seems to consider for a moment. You are the one who, who, who brought in that excellent uh, an, uh, anatomical text, are you not? I did, in fact, bring in an anatomical text involving the uh, creatures of a fiendish nature, if that's the one to which you are referring. I am. And he doesn't smile. Not exactly. But you get the impression of a hint of humor that is alien, but still humor. And then, and, and then you feel that, that uh, mental message retract as, as he says aloud, have a seat. Thank you. Uh, she will sit down. This is Sabachthani on her good behavior version. This is this is like courtier politician Sabachthani. So she will just sort of sit down and, uh, you know, patiently wait to be given leave to continue speaking. Mm -hmm. And once he's he's taken a, a sip, he'll set his his glass down. Your anatomical text is of great interest to myself and another of the great readers. And uh, quite further to a, a couple of my studies, particularly into undead. So, how may I help you? Your name, you, you have the advantage on me, I'm afraid. Mrs. Moreover. Mrs. Moreover, as you know, I am Vizirag. I do indeed, and I must say it is a great honor to be given leave to speak to you. I understand you are very busy um i and my unusual compatriots have been tasked with investigating some of the recent unpleasantness that has occurred uh revolving around some of these uh gigam what's it's ah yes they seem to be a particular type of aberration and i understand that is a particular area of your study so i was hoping i could inquire of you if you knew anything about them, their creation, their origins that might help us in 
our investigations to further find out who might be sending such things into this fine establishment so that we can prevent further damage from being done. A worthwhile goal. I admit that these, while these aberrations would be fascinating to study, it is difficult to do so when they are not in the midst of trying to draw life from those around them. Yes, very difficult indeed. Uh, All right. Have you any particular questions? Well, I know several of my cohort are quite interested in the rituals by which these things come to be, if you have any knowledge in that direction. Uh, We have also learned a a bit about the nature of how they are able to... um, mimic or hide themselves as objects but any more information you might have on that subject would be ideal i also on a limb would be curious to know if you have heard any of these rumors of the bookstall in Baldur's gate that seems to guarantee admission to your fine establishment as that may be an originating point of these creatures If you are willing, I would happily call my colleagues over so that they could contribute to this conversation, but I don't want to impose upon your goodwill. And he looks very specifically over at Wuya, because don't think for a second that he missed that particular little scrap. (laughs) Looks over at the group. And then closes his eyes for, for a second. Yes. You have, you have five minutes to ask your questions. Bring your compatriots over. You are most generous. Uh, and Sabachthani will turn to the whole rest of the group and like do a hand of like, come and join us. Odilo will whisper to Uya, well, here's your chance. Women and children first. After you. Dewey, Dewey's just gonna hang back by uh, by luster. Odilla will make her way with Fuya. Oh, You're on mute, James. Anybody? I can't hear you. Is your mic on mute, nope. James? Muted. Now he's doing it on purpose. <laughs> I will casually pull up a chair, just get up on top of it, and you know, basically be like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. clavicles up I bring my drink over hmm. and and he will look at he will look each of your companions in the face for like a full few seconds just like studying every face before nodding a little right you have five minutes to ask the questions that you have of me as it pertains to these books these these gigawattsets Adilla will take a look at Wuya and encourage him to ask his questions. Go on, go on, boy. Go on, kid. So, it is um, as part of our research, we've learned that um, the Gingham Watsits are created. They they they. How should I say this? They adopt their uh, object form based on whether the person is holding it or not. Out of your uh, knowledge, do you know if they have to maintain 
that hold on it or is it just during the creation of? They must mean, <clears throat> they, they must maintain connection to the object in question during the casting of the ritual, but afterwards they're not required to maintain the object itself. Mm -hmm. And how long of a range do we know, if possible, uh, Kingdom What's It can uh, collaborate with its owner, if possible? They have a telepathic range, much like you know, a familiar, for example, around 100 feet. But further than that, they, they, they cannot communicate. Is there any way to oh. indicate their... Um, Or are they like mimics that once they are in their form, they cannot be located until they turn to their king and what's itself? Correct. And they are very simple created creatures in that they will follow whatever order their maker has given them. Hmm. In the case you of the of, there's... in the case of the gig that came here, it seems likely that the order was remain as a book. And do you now know that there is likely possibly maybe a dozen or so of Gingham Watsits in your purview? We have been keeping an eye out since the first one turned in the restricted section. And once is an oddity, second is a coincidence, third needs to be investigated, which is why I believe the five of you have been engaged. Where did you get that number from, Wuya? Well, I mean, if they've been selling books from Baldur's Gate, multiple ones that are so far from this seller, if there are multiple ones being sold and they're all getting what's it's... That is an educated guess, Wuya. I agree with you. Um, I'm sorry if I missed this in our investigation, but is there a common trigger? that, uh, I mean, is that part of the creation process and the orders to tell the gigamots when to reveal its true form? In general, these, these creatures follow the orders that they are given. So a gigamotsa is still a new creation. I only became aware of them maybe five years ago. They are very, very new and they were created very recently. What do you do know you... who can create these things? Is there Are there particular wizards that can do this ritual? Unfortunately, the best that I can say is those who know the ritual who are casters. Do you know what these things feed on? Because the one that I directly encountered was certainly trying to get into my head much the way I imagine you can, although I did not allow it. They communicate telepathically, telepathically, Jesus. They, they communicate telepathically, and, but usually only with their creator. This one spoke to you. Yes, he was very hungry. And I assume that that is why it turned, because if not fed regularly, well, they are still living creatures. And that is the interesting thing about them is that they are not constructs. For all that they are created, they are aberrations. Yes, this and one was... They... No, please. They feed on life force. Hmm. 
did the Bethany, two- you mentioned you mentioned that something specifically triggered it turning uh yes uh i made the unfortunate mistake of attempting to cast a mending spell to repair the book that Silvera and i were looking at which seemed to trigger it into revealing its true form uh do you remember if anything similar happened with the other two books, a, a spell or some other type of energy being forced onto it? As far as I am aware, there was no particular trigger for the other two. It may just be that it had finally reached the limits of what little patience such a creature has and reached out for food. And do you Are you aware of the, uh, in the other two instances, if the creature spoke as uh, or, or or communicated uh telepathically as the one that uh that my wife uh encountered did i do not know for certain they pro- it probably did but no one in the area mentioned that we were handled very quickly the the one that turned in the tower turned with a fairly uh powerful wizard who well, immolated it. They don't seem to lack fire, I will say that. To be perfectly fair, most living things do not. Hmm, that's unfortunate. I've always found it very pleasant. Do you happen to know who it was that was present when the one in the tower turned? Or who had checked out the book? I do not. There were hmm. several avowed there who were working. There was the, the wizard himself, but uh, I, I pay little attention to, well, of course, most of the people who come through here. You are, you are running low on time, Mrs. Moreover. Are you familiar with the book, The Dark Hunger? Yes, that was one of the books that turned. As far as the book itself, it's an interesting, it's an interesting treatise, a little more fiction than non- but there are some interesting truths hidden in it. There usually are. One perhaps last question, if I may. Is there anyone who works or was present in the restriction section at the time of that book's turning that we might be able to speak to about that particular incident? I imagine if there is some sort of energetic ward that triggers these uh, things being fed up, uh, the restriction section would, of course, have that, and perhaps we could talk to them and see if anyone felt similar attempts at communication as to what I did. Well, regrettably, the only person that was there was the keeper of the tomes. Mm. And as you can imagine, being the, uh, your language is so limited, ruler of this particular keep, he is very busy. Of course. Does anyone have any final questions? Well, have you ever turned anyone into like like a? Do we just pop up? <laughs> yeah, like, hey, uh, uh, hand hand very gently over Dewey's mouth. Thank you so much for the gracious gift of your time if there is any service that i can do you in the future in exchange i would be more than happy to do so i would ask a consideration 
Of course. If you mean to track down where these gigamwatsits are coming from and this cellar in Baldur's Gate seems a likely source, although one book coming from there seems interesting, but not particularly conclusive. Uh, if you if you come across another gigamwatsit and are able to take it alive, I would be quite interested in studying it. We will take that under consideration as our investigation proceeds. Very well. And not even not even giving a word of dismissal, he just turns right back to his food and continues eating. Until we'll get up from the <laughs> table and leave. Yeah, Sabathini will also mm-hmm. get up and just sort of like, you know, grab Lester's arm and just sort of head back to their table. I mean, I think if Yolarian can confirm that he purchased that book at the same bookseller, then we need to make a trip to Baldur's Gate, which yeah. I'm happy to say is lovely this time of year. That's true. This is excellent weather to visit. The cherry Adela is looking out for the halfling avowed that she went, that she asked to fetch the book on Cholt, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> And, and 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 as and as you're looking around and returning to to your table, uh, the, the the halfling like sticks their head and looks around. Oh, there you are! And comes trundling over to you, holding a book that's like it, it's like a dictionary. Ah, well, this looks perfect. And she'll get down at the level and speak in a very low voice. Now. I suppose you know what me and my compatriots uh, are tasked with doing. Yes, pretty much everyone does at this point. I assume. Um, (laughs) And I'm sure you know that your little roof repair person is uh, one of the people who brought in one of the books. Uh Uh-huh. We are fairly certain that these poor souls were not aware of what they were bringing in, but they remain persons of interest. So... I have one more task for you. If you could get me the list of every single book that Vala checked out during her, her time here, that would be helpful. Um, maybe. We need to complete our investigation and completely clear this person of any guilt. So we just I- need to do a check. I'll see what I can do. It does, yeah, it does not need to be today or tomorrow. Uh, you know, they have a few more days of fixing this roof. It's not a rush. Maybe right. if I say a week from today. <laughs> Goodness, generous time allowance. All right, I'll still see what I can do. And trundles right off again. So Wooya has- Wooya! <laughs> what? I haven't left the table quite yet. Okay. Um, as Vizirog is eating, um, I just look at him, and as he continues to eat, I'll be like, uh, no need to respond, but um, I am the one who brought the notes from my grandfather about um, time dilation of life and oneself, and at one point or another, I would love to speak with you at some point. And when you Point. mention when you mention the notes about time dilation, he's been eating very steadily, like not not machine like, but definitely very steady. And he pauses, and then and then continues. At which point, 
we all will just slide out of um, chair and, you know, hop down a couple feet. Um, it's like stupid chair is always so tall. Um, and then make my way back to the group. Also, just a quick uh, mental check-in with Iris if, um, what's his face, Ilarian has left Temple of Agma yet. Nope. This guy is just chit, 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 chit. Oh. Iris, Iris checks back in with you with that sense of avian boredom. And just send well, back. actually. <laughs> send back to her. It's like, sorry, girl, just a few more. A few more, please. And as Wuya uh, returns to the group, Odilla will flag him down. Wuya, I was very impressed with how calmly you asked your inquiries. And I will trust in the future that you can do that. Uh, I'm sorry I did not believe you before, but you can understand given your approach in the past, at least around me, why I might be a little reticent to let you approach someone who clearly would only give us a few moments of his time. Understood. Yeah, no, my other previous. Oh, no, no, continue, please. Oh, no, you were about to say something. Go ahead. I was just saying, uh, but speaking of that enthusiasm, I do think there might be a, a useful return of that. Um, I know you're keeping an eye on Eulerian. Uh, so maybe when Iris indicates that Eulerian is returning to the hearth, I assume they are staying here as. I think this is the only place people can stay. Um, I have an interesting book that he might be interested in himself. And perhaps you might look at this book with enthusiasm in order to entice him into a conversation with you. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, remember, you know, I think it might be good to put, keep him at ease. So if there's a way of us discovering in a casual way where he might have ascertained his book that he you know his uh mighty digressions without even letting him know about the incident so what you're saying is you you don't want me to just go over and start shaking him down because that was going to be my next plan but i'm very happy to defer to this scenario if that's (sighs) preferable he seems a very enthusiastic scholarly type. So maybe meeting oh. that, oh, sorry, they seem like a very enthusiastic scholarly type. So maybe meeting them at their level might just be the, the smoothest way to get that information. Uh, mm, yeah, scholars are not necessarily my strongest suit. Spades. I do my best. So Odilla will leave Ouya with the, the book. Uh, my love, if you don't mind, I'm going to head back to the club briefly. Oh, shall I join you? Or... No, no, please, please. You all continue your uh, your your investigations. All right. Uh, oh, uh, Mr. Moreover? Uh, yes, Wu-Ya. Can I have my bag back? Oh, yeah. How old is that banana? <laughs> you trying to bring that back from the dead? I forgot about it. Uh, I'll hold so, on to it. Don't worry. I can find uses for it. I imagine. Oh. So I, I did hear overripe bananas are perfect for baking. I imagine <laughs> Iris will be thrilled with it. Oh, yeah. She oh. likes them. But I also have other things I can use it for. Um, yeah. So okay. I'm going to find a quiet corner near the restricted area. And... 
I am going to, uh, you know, I'll make a stealth roll or something, but I want to see what the process is for getting into the restricted area. So like, the process for the process for getting into the library proper is getting is getting through the emerald door. So the restricted section is restricted beyond that. Right. Because so we can get into the library. No. No. Nope. And uh, what is not yet? Right. So and and um, do I do I know what the what the magic of the emerald door is? Is it some you know, is, does it detect people or? Um, do you, uh, how are you obtaining this, this information? Well, I've got, asking? I've got contacts now. So, mm-hmm. you know, one night at Club Scepter, I've been talking with, uh, with my buddy, Gordon. <laughs> Gordon, huh? Okay. Do you he prefers your... to be called Gordo, but I do not refer to people by nicknames. That is vulgar behavior. Uh, yes, you, you find out from getting your friends uh, appropriately drunk that there is a very strong, very powerful arcane lock that locks that door. And how do they, like, and, and anybody who is official opens it automatically or? So there, there is a, a keeper at the gate. Ah, That's what I wanted to hear. So, uh, I find a quiet corner and all of a sudden, good eye, I'm Gordo. I'm gonna go in and take a look. <laughs> gonna see what this restricted area is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yes, uh, uh, he just he wipes his hands, and like a, a a thing of bugs just comes out of his head and carves a new face mm-hmm. into his body, and he now looks like that guy Gordo. And he walks up to the gate to the Emerald Door. And he says, "Good night." Go out, gonna go on in. And you're given a very puzzled look by by the by the keeper at the door, who is. You don't frequently come in here, Gordon. No, no, gotta find something in here. They told me to look for a, a book in here. Hmm. I don't um, ask a lot of questions. You know that about me. What's your What's your spell save DC? Uh... Four, I think. <laughs> no, no, sorry, sorry. That's the bonus. Uh, let me figure out D and D. Fourteen. Okay. So this is a firm for those playing along at home. This is the using the sage stat block. Mhm. Mhm. Uh huh. And it's an investigation check against that, right? Correct. Yes. Okay, so the keeper at the door looks at you and his eyes narrow in a very, and reaches out and uh, so, so Gordo is a little bit taller than you. So the, the illusion is a little bit taller than your head and reaches up and like tries to pe- poke, poke Gordo's forehead and his finger goes right through it. He's like- Thank you, pardon? Can I dodge that? <laughs> um. Sure, if you'd like to look very suspicious. I mean, I'd rather do a deception roll, honestly. That's my... Okay. Because that's my specialty. Uh, oh, that is a 23. Okay. As he's like reaching up, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not a big fan of being touched. Consent and all that is very important. You are not, Gordon. 
I don't know who you are, but you are not Gordon. I can see through the illusion. Well, I've got to be going. G'day. And I'll like scamper back to Club Scepter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they rolled a 15 and their investigations plus eight because they're sages. There you go. <laughs> and you, you, you can feel this like palpable suspicion following you as 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 uh, this person watches you go and you know when i get to a secluded corner i'll just turn back okay all right what else would you folks like to do at this point um, Odilla will try to find the time to make it back to the gate, the entrance gate, mm-hmm. and just let the avowed know on duty that they should add a question about where they, where people got their book from for everybody who enters and to flag anything coming from Baldur's Gate, like a book. Okay. And the, and they'll, they'll note that and, and ask, uh, is, is that the, is that where these books are coming from? Oh, it's where one book has come from. And I know that's not much to go on, but uh, it doesn't really add much more time for you to ask that question. And you can at least keep note any books coming from that area. That seems reasonable enough. I think we can do that. We'll keep you updated, of course, if we have more concrete information about a common place that these books are, Mm. you know, originating. Okay. All right. Yes, that sounds that sounds excellent. Thank you. So Wuya, return. Oh, uh, so Wuya will take this encyclopedia of Torah. What is what is the specific? Uh, so it is it, it it is a very thick tome that is intensely dry of all about Cholt. Okay. Mm. Wuya will actually take this outside of the hearth and go to the steps leading up to the temple of Agma. Mm-hmm. snap his fingers and iris will reappear it's like sorry girl i know it was long and he takes forever um but yeah at least you now you and i can wait together huh okay and then i will actually legitimately start to read this book it is a dense read but there's a lot of fascinating details in there about about the land of cholt which is not a place that a lot of people have been. Wow, they they have dinosaur racing. That's pretty cool. I don't know why people wouldn't want to read this. It's like, and they got like, wow, that's pretty. Wow, it's pretty uh, detailed. Cool. Holds it back and then just keeps reading. There was a centerfold in that book. (laughs) (laughs) A map, I think. (laughs) Dewey uh, go is going to go and just ask Eulerian where they got the book from. I will see you, Dewey. (laughs) Damn it! That depends. How many hit points do you have? Um, Is it less than? (laughs) <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, you we remember that daggers are permanent. <laughs> 15, 20. He should, he should have disadvantage uh, for that book. 32. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. 32 hit points. Well, me and Iris both fall asleep. 
It's a very dense dry book. Hold on, hold on. Thomas, can you can you roll me a just a D20, please? Sure. <laughs> Nine. Okay. So there there's a couple of other people within that 20 foot area. Mm. Some uh, about is like Gordo Gordo. <laughs> well, I'm gonna get somebody said I was a <laughs> So you do catch yes. both you do catch both Wuya and Iris in your uh, in your spell because that is well over three times his uh, hit points. Uh, so those two go down, but there's also a couple of other avowed who just sort of slump as they're walking. How many health points in do trouble the do we? Have? Uh, most, uh, of are, most of them are most of them are regular commoners. So it's like what four health or something. So they would go first. Yep. So yeah. there were there were two or three of them. There were two or three of them, and then it hit Wuya and uh, Iris. Okay. So let's say that there are three of them. That's twelve. Mm-hmm. That is twenty remaining. Twenty remaining. Yeah. That. Well, let me roll a d4 for Iris. See how much do you? Well, Iris has two health. So. Yeah. So Iris actually fell off your shoulder first. <laughs> she, she's she's like the canary in the coal mine. And then you see, the, and then you see three avowed sort of slump over, and then you feel this wave of exhaustion hit you, <sighs> and you're down. <laughs> Aren't the undead immune to sleep? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Charm and sleep. The bird is probably not asleep. That's the bird probably, is yeah, a familiar, though. So even if it takes the form of un, an undead creature, doesn't it count under familiar stats? Unless it's something else, oh, we're about to learn. You know what? Right now. We're about to find out. <laughs> we did talk about this, Tiana. We did, and 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 the creature does not fall asleep. There we go. Oh, mental uh, note on that. that. Oh, wait, does it, that means it works on its own accord? How does sleep work? Can I start waking it up? Iris is going to start pecking you. Yeah, Iris is going to start pecking at my head. <laughs> yeah, because 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 sleep. Um, all right, read, read, read me the last bit of sleep, please. I can't believe um, we're spending our time. So let's see. Uh, undead and creatures are immune to it. Uh, the sleeper takes damage or when someone uses an action to say, shake or slap the target awake. Okay. Do we have to run? A peck is not a slap. <laughs> it's still pretty painful. That's the episode. There's our episode title. A peck <laughs> is not a slap. <laughs> We're getting semantic here. Also, this might be the first time that a TPK occurs because the party turns on itself. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run in. I'm just going to be like, oh, hey, hey, Eularian. Uh, I, I heard that you're the one who brought uh, the Mass Frost book in. It's, it was really cool. Where'd you get it? So, um, Wuya, uh, Iris does start like shoving your face with 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 her um with with her Still kind of, slap kind of kind of like a cat actually i was going to say cat before <laughs> i saw the cat on your lap um kind of like a cat head butting your head and it's it's firm enough to like shake your head side to side and you start waking up it's a little bit because i mean it's a small creature who's trying to wake you up so i'm mean, excuse me a tiny creature so it takes a little bit more effort but you do, do wake I up. Why see Dewey running past me? Because he would have had to cast it a little further. <laughs> 20 feet away. What's the movement? My movement's 30. <laughs> now we're taking the movement rate. 20, 20 <laughs> feet away, and, and he has 30 movements. <sighs> God, like, open those like, big-ass <laughs> doors. It's a small, <laughs> small door. It's a small temple. He casts sleep and then runs. 
I'm going to say this no. Is this the D&D farce now? Right? I'm I'm going to say no because a tiny creature is trying to wake you up and so it'll take them more more like two actions to try, shove your head hard enough. Okay. So he's he's able to to get through the door before before you wake up. But you do hear the door close behind him. And then you hear Dewey who has no sense of volume control uh, <laughs> asking about where that book came from. And inside, uh, Yularian looks at you like, well, hey there, fella. Um, the, 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 the book. Oh, Mazafroth. I purchased it in Baldur's Gate. I don't believe there's any more of them if you were looking for one, but I'm sure you can check it out. Oh, was, was, that, was that a stall in, in the wide? Yes, it was. Do you remember the name of the stall? It had the word Dune in it. Hmm. I can't remember exactly what the name was, but it was a little tucked off into the corner. The wide was a little bit just too noisy for me, too much for hubbub. But was it was it on the on the on the side with the the minxkin boo statue, or was it on the other side that didn't have that? It was on the other side, tucked back into a corner. Okay, opposite Minsk. Okay, cool. Thanks. That's all I wanted to know. Have a good time uh, pray, praying. Sure thing, little fella. Bye. Okay. I'm going to pretend to still be asleep. <laughs> no, I'm going to run out and then wake up the two or the three avowed. Wake, wake, wake up, wake up, wake up. They come to slowly, groggily, and irritatedly. Like, what am I doing on the... What happened? Oh my gosh, there was a weird sleep storm that came through here. A weird what? I, uh, well, it must it must have been a sleep storm. I've I've heard about them. Um, it must have been uh, okay, I gotta go. Bye. And just as he's running down the stairs, I will cast sleep on him. <laughs> <laughs> the same three guys fall asleep. <laughs> uh, Romeo, like, roll me some uh, my friend. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm so glad that he's talking a bit of sleep storm. What's I'm so glad I'm not doing anything anywhere near where anybody else is right now. Sleep storm's not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I will, I mean, I won't do it. I will try and aim it on Dewey. It will be 31. Okay. Oh, come on. For comedy's sake, the three guys have to. (laughs) Right. Uh, Roll me just a regular D20. Regular D20. Uh, 16. Okay. Uh, you are able to aim it enough so that only Gordo goes down at the same time that, <laughs> that Dewey does. Never heard of a sleep storm. Sleep storm's not a thing. Gung. And I'll watch Dewey fall down the stairs. <laughs> uh, and I, I, a, small, I, a small little fox asleep rolls out of his pack. Oh. It's like... <laughs> and and uh there are there are some steps leading down um <laughs> damage. do i need to uh see how many hit points uh-oh so how, how many, many does rusty have one. Oh, if i reduce rusty to zero hit points <laughs> i'm going to say that the, the stairs go up about five feet so it'll be a d6 halved 
Still two. <laughs> <laughs> Poof. Poof. But on the bright side, Dewey, you wake up as soon as your head hits the courtyard. Oh. And I look around rush Rusty. over there and be like, oh my God, Dewey, it looked like you just tripped on the stairs. Are you okay? Where's Rusty? Oh no, I saw you guys tumble out and he just hit the ground and went. <laughs> Five feet away, Gordo is face down, <laughs> snoring. <laughs> do, I, do I see that? Um... <laughs> Roll me a perception check. <laughs> oh, I, that's awful. Wait, would you like inspiration? I'll keep. Well, it's an eight. What's your passive? I have, I, have What's a, your passive? I have a spell that I know can permadeath. What's your passive? You can't roll below your passive. <laughs> exactly. Your passive is 14. I okay. Believe, according to my cheat sheet. So with a 14, you do hear Gordo's chainsaw snoring from over there. <laughs> Mm. I that no one's waking him up. <laughs> the other about is just like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> sleep storm! Oh, man! <laughs> Where the hell did the sleep storm come from? <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, there was another sleep storm. Oh, we better wake Gordo up. Can I uh, insight whether he's... Oh, uh, I go, we're even, we, uh, we both got... <laughs> Okay. Just don't try that again, or I might try something even harsher. Oh, I, I've got something harsh. <laughs> what, what happened right. to when two wizards love each other very much they share spell books? Yeah, I guess this, damn. Not this, one's, <laughs> this one's not in my spell book. Oh. 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 I guess sleep storms are a thing. <laughs> all the wait, wait, all the adults up, are back at the hearth just drinking. <laughs> uh Sabachthani's off doing other things. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I will walk with a curt smile towards Dewey and just walk over to Gordo together and just wake him up. And let children in this place. <laughs> <laughs> There's another sleep storm. It's weird. This one caught me in it too. Oof. Gordo's going to make an arcana roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, sleep storms. You got to watch out for those. Yeah, you, those you, are dangerous. All of this stuff that happens here, it's a really wonky, winky place. So you just got to keep an eye out. No, what you really want to watch out for is the angina storm. You won't be able to walk for a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard hemorrhoid storms are even worse. <laughs> You hate to work blue, kid. I'm not wearing right. glasses. Where is that ability? Shove them up my nose anyway. <laughs> I feel like meanwhile, Odilla returned to the hearth and no one's there anymore. And she's like, what the hell? Actually, Odilla's like, finally. <laughs> yeah, she goes, she goes, takes another bubble bath with her uh, mint julep bath bomb. <laughs> mint. <laughs> Do they just replenish? It's like a magical bath bomb, and you like use one, and the next <laughs> night it just reappears. It's like a hotel, uh, uh, the chocolate on the pillow, but magic. <laughs> Never ending bomb of Clancy. Oh, the Clancy bomb is much more aggressive. I put stats for that in the Discord. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, saw. I saw those. And 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 if I have more time to mess around with you guys, those one of those may end up in your path, possibly. Mm. 
I could no. give it to somebody, I'd get six hit points. Person stones. Okay, so I'm sorry, who's doing what? I kind of lost track in the midst of all of that. So Wuya and Dewey are coming back to the hearth, and Odilla and Lester are both still there eating. I'm at the well, club. I went to the club after. So Odilla's by herself at the hearth. Yeah, and if she came back and saw no one, I think she would go up, <laughs> just rest a little bit in the room. Okay, so yeah, bath, resting. So Wuya and Dewey arrive back at the hearth and none of your party is there. And neither is uh, the, the, the great reader that you've been speaking to. I need to, I need to head to the shop and get some incense. I'll be, I'll be back. Okay. See you. Wait, do you want the one you gave me? I still have it. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. They're expensive. Here you go. Yeah. I'll take that and then use that to, it takes an hour and 10 minutes. So takes an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, I know. I know. Sometimes Iris just, she flies off and then uh, an eagle will smack her and and I'm like, oh shit, okay, gotta gotta bring her back. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's weird. Oh, I guess I guess they're all off somewhere. I wonder where Mrs. Moreover is. Excuse you. <laughs> I, lo- I like how James just sees me frenetically typing, and he's like, oh, I know a laundress shtick. <laughs> I know what's happening here. Uh, so yes, Sabachthani, what, what, what would you like to share with the class? Um, Sabachthani is going to go find an avowed or somebody at a desk, whatever, to, who can send a letter, Mm -hmm. um, preferably the fastest means possible. So if they've got any sort of like, kind of like instant teleport the mail to other locations, like whatever, whatever is the fastest means. Um, and she is going to send a quick little note off to one of her cousins who is based out of Baldur's Gate. Okay. Um, Baldur's Gate uh, worships a lot of gods, one of whom is Timora, the goddess of luck. Mm-hmm. And she's definitely got at least one cousin who is a devotee or even a cleric of Timora. So she's going to write to that cousin and just all of the usual family pleasantries like some mother she asks how you're doing lester and i are doing wonderfully also had a question <laughs> um and she's gonna ask them to uh take a look at this bookstore and get her a name of this bookstall um and and see if they've heard any particular stories or rumors from our end of things mm-hmm. about this place um, and then once that letter has been sent off, she is gonna uh, probably wander down and see if Sylvira's in her office. So my question for you is, are you willing to give up a piece of jewelry to have it very fast? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, you are, I'll drop you are, off like an earring or something and just be like, whatever. Yeah. You are assured now, keep in mind, Baldur's Gate is a five-day travel away. You are assured that the letter will arrive by this evening. Perfect. <laughs> so, yes, and and uh, the person asks you, because it was a very nice, very nice uh, uh, earring, do you want me to stay for a reply? I would greatly appreciate that, if possible. And if there's anything else I can do to sweeten the pot on speeding that reply, I'm happy to do so. Uh, you... You know where to get the best cocktails in Candlekeep, yes? Of course. See you there sometime, sugar. 
Yes, ma'am. And they they take off. Uh, also, welcome to our Raiders Madbird streams. It is good to have you folks here. Welcome. We're we're dealing with lots of birds in this particular <laughs> so many birds. Um, and Savira is is in her uh, laboratory. She she looks up as, as as you enter and like pushes her her goggles up, waves, pushes them back down, and gestures you over to to come and help. Yeah, I will totally just grab like one of the extra like aprons or whatever, throw it on to protect mm-hmm. my clothes and just come up. Like my intention is once she's at a stopping point, I will fill her in on what we've done throughout the day. But until that point, I am just going to assist with whatever she needs assistance with. Yeah. And she's she's like, this just takes this will just take a couple of minutes, but it's very time sensitive. So if you could just hold this right there. Absolutely. And she'll finish doing what what she's doing and then release it huh that worked out quite well yes my dear and she'll push the 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 goggles up what have you found uh i will give her the quick overview Mm -hmm. of everything um and i will just be like uh i also had a chat with your colleague uh zirog he is they are quite a delightful individual once you get some attention from them you you got into you got his attention that is very difficult indeed well i do have a tendency to draw attention wherever i go not always in the best possible way to be perfectly honest but i'm willing to work with what i've got Uh, we must work with what we are given must we not indeed um we are continuing to investigate i just thought you might care to have an update is all um, certainly and you are looking into this book stall what a hmm that would be very interesting indeed if someone is deliberately sending these horrible creatures in indeed indeed i also um this is perhaps a bit out of line but i feel like you of anyone might understand um there was a particular bit of fracas amongst the group this afternoon and i was wondering what you might be able to tell me about uh young misters dewey dimitri and mr wuya and uh, their... i believe is how his last name yes dewey is Dewey is an interesting one. He's been here for nearly a decade at this point. Mm. The boy, the, the boy's parents disappeared. How unfortunate. I yes. quite often wish that my parents would have disappeared, but I did not have that luxury. Well, and he was also quite young. Indeed. I'm, I'm sure that as uh, adults, it's much, it's, it's preferable to uh, send parents away. But regardless he we've we've been trying in the background to figure out what exactly happened because there was a small group that were here researching uh, they gained access to the the restricted area as i'm sure you know is not easy to do what and then they were gone hmm. and we had everyone looking including the master of tomes because people going missing in the restricted section is well, I can't imagine that's ever a good thing. Very much not. Hmm. Uh, I was in there myself looking and uh, between us, given your particular interests, there was some kind of planar energy in that area that wasn't normally in that corner. Hmm. 
peculiar. Very. And I have no idea what it means, if anything. Well, hopefully it'll all come to naught and they'll emerge from some magnificent mansion just a little confused about the time they've been gone. And why it took them so long to find the exit word. Indeed. As for Wu Ya, he is an enigma of a, of a child. He came here already a fully fledged wizard. Hmm. He did not. He he came here for his studies, which I don't. I don't uh, get too involved in all of that. I'm sure you understand. Of course. But in the 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 conversation about an eight year old wizard certainly spread through Candlekeep. So between us. We've all been sort of keeping an eye on him. I can imagine. I forgive me. I don't mean to pry, of course, but you know, as a a bit older than most of the rest of my group, I, I do have an older brother who is also a wizard, and his studies have taken him not nearly as far in oh many decades more the time, and it raises some questions as it were it does perhaps he is just a savant one can hope now that feels like enough uh prying into other people's business uh would you care for a drink a drink would be lovely this needs to sit and cure for a few moments wonderful you'll play some mine you have yet to show me the proper mint julep, so let's let's go back to yours. Oh, please. Lester will be thrilled to see you, and we can go investigate that mysterious library that tried to kill us. Certainly. And on that note, I think we're going to close it for tonight. <laughs> this, I, I think you're right, Alondra. This might be the very first TPK <laughs> where the party just kills each other. Yup. Uh, I'm just doing it for the six hit points. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at these levels, kind of worth it. I understand where you're coming from. You can get your familiar back with like an hour and some incense. I'll buy you some incense. I get six hit points every day. Poof. It's a victimless crime. Does it say that you reduce a person? What's the fine print on that one? Uh, I feel like you could just go around killing wolves and get all of that. Save this for the after show. Let's do this math on the after show. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Terrifying Agreed. and hilarious. Yeah, fair enough. Um, on 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 the regular stream, however, Ezra, what are our quotes tonight? Uh, let's see. Golly, we have uh, do that thing before the other thing. Uh, I don't normally fraternize with manual laborers. The drinks are stiff enough you won't remember the conversation. Take this into Candlekeep and cause mischief. I'm a fighter, not a roofer. It looks like food, probably. Whatever you might try is temporary. Daggers are forever. A peck is not a slap, and it must have been a sleep storm. <laughs> I'm, I am I like that one. A, I'm between a peck is not a slap, and it must have been a sleep storm. <laughs> We've created sleep storms. Oh, those are wonderful. All right. So uh, thank you all again so much for joining us for this interesting episode of Swords and Sages. Um, 
uh, follow us on on all the social media. We are there as Quest and Chaos. Also, give us a like and a subscription over on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch. Check out all of the things that we do and join our Discord. The Discord is a phenomenal community and it's a lot of fun to hang out in. Um, for scheduling stuff this week, we are off tomorrow for Cardboard and Chaos. Wednesday is the uh, the Redacted Reports double feature with an episode dropping in the morning. And then we are doing the uh, taped talkback as a live stream at 7 p.m. Pacific on Wednesday. And then we have a few days off. Saturday afternoon at noon, uh, there'll be Rhyme of the Frost Maiden with at least three faces that you recognize. And then in the evening, there will be uh, the Great Dane Society playing down darker trails with four faces that you'll recognize from here. We cross-pollinate a lot. Uh, our own, our own uh, Lady Bedivere will be joining us for, as, as a special guest on Down Darker Trails, and we're very excited to have her. Um, and I believe that is everything. So thank you all so much for joining us, and have a wonderful night. Uh, it's good to see you, Total Party Chill. We're out! Bye! <laughs> Hi, internet friends. Hi. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Swords and Sages. If you want to catch us live, check us out at twitch.tv slash questsandchaos or go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash questschaos. Join us next time for more Swords and Sages. Thank you for listening to the Quests and Chaos Podcast Network. This podcast is supported by our patrons, starting with our inspiring leaders, Duke Vlieg and Tamago Tora. Nothing is more important than middle management. Here is our inspiration middle management. Lady Bedivere, Ben Slislowski, Cheesecake Fries, Slyly Tove, Erebus, Anonymous Wizard, Jen W., and Seth Jones. Our inspired patrons include Adam, Andreas, Jeremy, Jay Matthews, Red Dead Coquette, Reoccurring Dream, Killian, Lee, Robbie, The Baroness, and The Apollyon. Of course, we also have some amazing guild members that help keep us going. If you would like to support us as well, please consider joining at patreon.com slash quests and chaos.